0: Welcome to Government Love Pod. The only podcast whose official stance is that that is indeed a metaphor for capitalism. I'm D. I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. So boys, my lads, my dudes. Welcome, welcome. Sp- How are y'all? Sp- Spider-Man once again. We're, yeah, oh, up. Yeah. We're It's doing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Again. Doc Ock is here. This uh, is the second to- verse yeah the second govverse this is across the govverse as opposed to uh into the govverse
1: oh man now we gotta do in like two years we're gonna have to do a third one yeah the yeah.
0: i was thinking that i was like man we're probably gonna do an episode of that movie like whatever it comes out years from now <laughs> there's like, gonna be like one
2: program. there's gonna be like one dedicated fan that's listening and it's gonna be like Year goes by and they're starting to comment on all of our stuff. Where's the Where's the third in the trilogy of the
0: Govverse? Where is it? <laughs> I've been waiting years for this.
1: Nick, if if you don't think that we are legitimately going to do a third Spider-Man episode when uh, Beyond comes out, oh, I, I, know know the I know we are. We're definitely. We have so much to say. I, well, I. Well, yeah.
2: Especially if we're to just look at. <laughs> Last episode, we were all fucking excited.
0: Yeah, goddamn, we, we were about to crucify each other for the Spider-Man,
2: Spider-Man. <laughs> If if, uh, if beyond the Spider Verse is at all like across or into the Spider Verse, I'm going to have to revisit my topic. Exactly, but <laughs> with three.
0: But speaking of uh, of topics Spider Man related, I got a little small one that I wanted to bring up. Me and my friends were were talking about Spider Man the other day, and they, I asked a very poignant question, which is, which do you prefer, web shooters or organic webs?
3: Dear
1: fucking God. make okay. Just make the tech. Okay, alright. As cool as I think organic webs could be, that's fucking terrifying. It's and body horror to the highest <laughs> degree, and I hate thinking about it.
2: You ever see the snippet of comic book where there's it's Peter Parker with organic webs, but he's all beaten the fuck up with Deadpool, and Deadpool's also messed up, and he's just Deadpool reaches over to his wrist and presses down on it while Peter's like, No, please
0: stop, and just he shoots out webs. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah I saw a clip from No Way Home where Toby Maguire like for uses his webs, and for like a second you could see it, and there's like a hole in his fucking wrist, and I'm like, Ew, yeah. what the
3: hell?
0: Yeah, but, like, all my friends were like, oh, no, organic webs are better. And I was like, well, why? Like, I, I think that web shooters are better because not only does it show Peter Parker's, like, technical ability, like, his tech ability, but it also kind of gives him a weakness. Like, he can run out of web fluids. And their argument was, well, it's always the same thing. I ran out of web fluids. And I was like, well, yeah, it's a weakness. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah weaknesses get
0: exploited. I don't
2: know. That's, that's really the thing. It's like, if we're to look at it from, like, a purely power standpoint, from, like, what kind of powers does spider man have organic web web shooters like like having it just in the
1: body well, is better well hang because on. I, I I don't mean to interrupt you here Nick but uh if you've ever had to like exert a lot of bodily fluid uh think, think of think of what you will in this
0: situation is there a uh,
1: new bodily
0: fluid he would have <laughs> that makes his web or is he using existing body fluid if so is it made out of good body?
1: Okay, alright. But that's exactly where I'm going with this is like like any kind of body fluid you lose, particularly that one, yeah. Uh, you can only do that so many times before you're like, please, no more
0: Also web yeah, shooters but... give him more options. If you look at like the Spider Man PS four game, he can use like impact webs and electric webs and yeah, there all different go. kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah, but he will run out. Well not Oh well, yeah, exactly.
0: He will run out. Well yeah. <laughs> well, the game has, like, an ammo system, doesn't it? I think
1: it does. Uh, depends yeah, on, like, 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 the swinging webs, there is no, like, you can't really run out of them, but, like, the, like, special webs, yeah, you can.
3: Yeah.
1: see. Yeah, no, um,
2: I, I think the organic web shooters are disgusting! Disgusting. Uh, I never want to see another image of Deadpool forcing Spider-Man to jizz out webs. Because that was... Holy that shit. was awful. I would.
3: <laughs> no, no. You not you D. Don't know D-, what D- you're that's a different for, image D- you're thinking of. <laughs> that's a different image. You don't know what you're asking for,
1: D. <laughs> uh, I need horrors a, that I've seen. I'm going to make
2: a quick to DeviantArt.
0: But I do know, <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh I do God, know what that. Nick has to ask us. Nick's got a question for us. Hasn't <laughs> he?
2: I do. I do. And if anybody's listened to the last episode that comes out, they'll know we absolutely adored Across the Spider-Verse, so much so that we were tripping over our own words and and stumbling over each other just because of how fucking amazing it was. But as amazing as it was, for five years into the Spider-Verse, this first one was my favorite movie ever. And seeing Across the Spider-Verse be so goddamn good really put a question in my mind, a wondering, a yearning for an answer of which one is better, to me at least. And now, like, this will be different for everybody, especially since a lot of people on the internet seem to just love Across the Spider-Verse more. You See that fucking rating? It's one of the highest rated movies, like, ever. But still, they both do... Certain aspects of their storytelling, their music, their action, and their animations in different but similar ways that just really make me go,
3: I can't decide.
2: So, I'm here to ask my fellow co hosts and make you all listen to the answer we come up with. Which one is better? Into the Spider Verse or Across the Spider Verse?
3: Before oh I go boy. breaking.
2: Before breaking it down,
1: what what about you guys? Okay. What? So, so I already sort of give gave you my opinion, uh, off off pod, uh, but I'll I'll give it again for the listeners at home. Uh, I think that it's not a totally fair comparison because Into the Spider Verse was its own complete story, whereas Across Spider Verse is just a part one of a two part story. So I think without its second half. Kind of incomplete, and therefore, in into the Spider Verse wins by default. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Very valid point. Very valid point. And was actually
2: something that I'm probably no definitely going to bring up during this this sort of comparison.
0: And what's what interesting the- is I am on the opposite side of the spec. I personally think a cross is better, um, just because I think that it feels like they were having so much more fun with the ideas that they were having and they were giving a lot more focus to like the other Spider-Men. And I really like the way that like they handle, um, <clears throat> the plot in that movie. I think the plot in that movie is really good. Like there's some really impactful parts and I think it also just lo- like into the Spider-Verse looks great. I think across the Spider-Verse does look better, which is an impressive feat to, to accomplish. Cause that's not an easy task. Um, and even though it is a part one, I feel like the story that it tells uh, is impactful enough and uh, high quality enough that I can look past it.
2: Well, that's 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 also extremely valid. And something that, like, that was, that was part of what started the war inside me. Because when I finished Across the I initially felt a lot like how D did. I was like, ah, give me more. Why isn't there there more? I'm willing to sit here for another two and a half hours. I don't care if it's a five hour movie. Fucking give it to me now. But as I've rewatched the movie, as I've rewatched Into the Spider Verse, as I've looked online to different uh, threads and groups talking about these movies, I've come to a realization that Wall Across the Spider Verse is a part one to a two part story it is a complete story in its own right and that's what really has inflamed it even more to like ah i can't decide because into the spider verse like d said is a no no strings attached no no little side things that's a complete story even if you want to look at the post credit scenes like oh my god they foreshadowed uh, the next one it's much like a Kingdom Hearts secret movie where it's like, one, not everybody's going to see that. Most people probably will, but not everybody. And two, it's really only just a tease of what could come, of what they hope to do and were aspiring to, even at the time of making this movie. So D's right, Into the Spider-Verse, entirely whole. It's, it is a whole coming-of-age story that is not only... Like I keep repeating, complete, but it is just so phenomenally told. The scenes within it, the the impactful moments like the Leap of Faith scene, that is one of the hardest scenes, like ever. That that whole scene was absolutely amazing. Seeing Miles fall, but then the perspective switches and it looks like he's rising up into the sky still gives me goosebumps to this day. However, Across the Spider-Verse isn't Miles' story. It's not him telling the story. It's not... While he is still very much a main character, and we're still, especially by, like, midway point, we're fully seeing where he goes and setting up the next arc and story. It's not his story. It's Gwen's. It's... We're seeing Gwen as she comes to reali- comes to terms not only with, with Peter's death, but with who she's become, what this spider society is, and who she wants to be, in a sense. Because at the start of the movie, she's uncertain. She doesn't know. It's an absolute wash of colors of mood ring. But by the end, she's far more certain, especially after the talk with her dad, after she goes and gathers the other spider people. She knows what she's going to do. She knows her intent and her goal. And I'd argue that fulfillment of her arc, her story, her development, is a completion of a story in its own right, even if it's not the end of the movie.
1: Thoughts? Hmm. Uh I mean you got I think you got something there uh yeah i i do think that in the sense that like the if you if you say across the spider verse is, is more like Lens movie in a way it is yeah much more complete film uh like the, so yeah all right that ch- changes my perspective a little bit
2: mm-hmm. Don't what what you said is still still valid it doesn't detract from the fact that as somebody watching this movie having it ramp up to to the point where we get the hardest line in movie and anime his, or animation history it's still like when you get to that end point it does leave you craving more it leaves you wanting more but like I've seen many people and I've somewhat come to agree with it but somewhat not we'll cover that. Um, if the only complaint with a movie is that you want more of it, then honestly, that is the best complaint to have. And while I don't think that entirely captures what it is that happened at the end of the movie, what it is that we now have to wait for in the next one, I feel like that sentiment can still hold true. Because goddamn, Across the Spider-Verse is fucking amazing. And even with its cliffhanger ending, no... Uh, post credit scene or anything. It left me feeling some type of way that I haven't felt since Into the Spider-Verse.
0: You know, that is a good, that is a very interesting thing you brought up, though. No post credit scene. Very interesting.
3: Mm.
2: And I would say it's entirely, beca- entirely because across the Spider-Verse, upon initially starting it, was never meant to be a two-part. It was they started making the movie and adding so much, having such a blast with it and creating all of these absolutely delightful and moving story beats that they just went, this is too much. We,
1: we can't fit this in, in a movie time slot. We, we have to do another. So I do think uh, that they they should have been like an extra post credit scene just because it would have been really funny. Uh, here's my pitch really quick, is that you have Spider-Pig come out, dressed like Captain America,
0: and talk to you about patience for half a second. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> pre- like, <laughs> parodying the MCU one? Yeah! Is it, like, it, what does he say in that one? Doesn't he be like, Uh, you don't want to, like, waste your time or something like that? That's really so, funny.
1: Yeah
2: something to comment about Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse actually did spawn a short film about Peter Porker, which was a prequel to Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Wait, a film? A short film. It's like four minutes.
0: I haven't seen it. Can we it. talk about the fact that his name is Peter Porker?
1: Can we talk about the fact that he's a fucking spider? <laughs> he does start out as a spider. He
2: wasn't a pig. He wasn't a man. He was a fucking spider bitten by a radioactive pig.
0: That's amazing. Like, like what the fuck? For the longest (laughs) time, this was a
2: mystery for me. I had to pause into the Spider-Verse movie at the time of them doing that whole intro scene just to be like, "The Motherfucker was a spider the whole time?
0: Yeah, no. Spider-Ham is so weird, man. He's an odd duck, but we love him. Just the same. And I mean, the, hey, there's something you have to think about with um, comparing the two movies is look at their, like, support, like, look at who the movie focuses on, right? Because Into the Spider-Verse has a lot much, like, has a much bigger focus on Peter B. Parker. Like, Peter B., because he's, you know, he's, like, going through this whole, like, homeless man-looking phase and all that Hobo- stuff. Bro Hobo Spider-Man. Exactly. Like, there's Janky a whole lot more... Spider-Man of uh there's a whole lot more of that whereas in the sequel uh there's like it's a focus mostly on uh miles and gwen and then uh you also have to look at like the supporting cast like penny instead of having uh penny noir and ham they have uh like punk and spider-man india
2: that's true that's true Whereas, one, the the whole supporting cast of Spider characters are exactly that. They're, they're supporters. They're, they're there while they doubt Miles initially. They ultimately do want what's best for him because they went through what he did. They they know the pain better than anybody. And the hardest thing about their job is the lesson that they've all learned, that you can't
0: always save everybody. Damn, Spider-Ham, you didn't have to hit me like that right i'll never i'll never like forget the fact that they had spider Ham say that fucking line
2: fucking john mulaney showed up to play a looney tunes character then just proceeded to drop one of the most
1: emotionally devastating lines did you know that there's like way 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 more recordings for spider Ham, like like little like stuff that they couldn't include in the movie because when they brought John Mulaney into the studio, they let him go nuts, and he could not stop cursing.
0: That's, I just want to hear Spider-Man be like, fuck you. I love it. I love it. Um, something... hey, Kingpin, fuck you.
2: <laughs> something I do want to talk about for this comparison is the messages for being Spider-Man for these movies. Because I think this is Not only just incredibly important to look at as a comparison for like the way it moves an audience positively, but also as a way to like the way the story is going and really how sad Across the Spider Verse is, not in like a negative, oh, that's a sad movie, but like just the story itself is kind of tragic. And Into the Spider Verse, the lesson for Spider Man, the thing that every Spider Man, every
3: Spider person we see, says no matter what no matter what happens can you keep standing up no matter what what happens push forward and that is the lesson that miles
2: that peter that gwen that spider noir that spider ham that Penny parker all have in their hearts that no matter what they will keep moving forward because they are spider-man they are the ones that are shielding the city from oblivion. To echo the words of perfect Peter Parker. And in across perfect the Spider-Verse. <Parker>. Perfect <laughs> oh, well, like, Peter Parker. Perfect Peter Parker. Perfect Peter. <laughs> perfect Peter. Um in across the Spider-Verse you see a shift. In everybody but Miles. And it's what really makes the entire especially the entire like thing with the Spider Society, that entire scene really heartbreaking going and interacting with dozens no hundreds of other spider people didn't have the positive effect on the spider people that we knew and loved like they had on Peter on not Peter on miles seeing all of these people that were beaten and battered by those nearly identical events that they have gone through in their life told them that this trauma is what makes them spider-man that without Uncle Ben that without Inspector Singh, without uh Peter Parker in Gwen's universe, without those losses, without those failings, without those shortcomings, they wouldn't be Spider-Man. And for me, for me personally, the message of the first movie inspires and nails home so much harder for me. Because as tempting as it is to look at trauma and Give it that excuse. Give it that reasoning of, without this, I wouldn't be as good of a person as I am. That's just not true. Great people are born all the time without having to go through an ounce of trauma. Because they keep fighting. Because they keep uh, persevering. Any, Any minor tough thing, they will fight through. Because that is what we as people do. Instead, we see hundreds of spider people broken, battered. By their own traumas, all inspired by Miguel, who caused his own his own alternate universes and families' destruction, they see in him a confirmation
3: that without that,
2: they wouldn't be heroes.
3: For me, that I
0: think hurts. That I think that like it's important to look at like what lesson like miles learns in the two of them like you were saying like the keep moving forward thing but i think a a big lesson that he learns in the second one is the idea of you know like writing your own story like uh marching to the beat of like your own drum and one thing that i think is interesting is i think which you like which movie you like more in terms of the theme depends on what you're looking for because the thing is is the first movie's theme is a is is a theme that's very spider-man you know, like keep moving forward. You know, the iconic, like never give up kind of thing. Like it's a very Spider-Man theme. Whereas Across the Spider-Verse's theme is a really good theme, but it's not as Spider-Man centric. Like it's not like a a classic be- Spider-Man theme. It's something that it's something new for the for Miles' story.
2: Honestly, to be honest, I would argue. Um, to get into the little real world history around this, I would argue that the theme introduced in Across the Spider-Verse is at least in most fi- long-time fans of Spider-Man's mind, far more of a Spider-Man theme than always standing when you're knocked down, always pushing forward when you're beaten, and always yeah. succeeding when you're told you're failing. Yeah. And I because... mean, like, that,
0: yeah. That, that, I was going to say, like, that, you know, I, I respect that. Like, that's one thing. Like, I'm not a I'm not a long-time Spider-Man fan, so, like, I don't know what big-time Spider-Man fans but... are, like, looking for. So, no it's, like, that's one of those things where it's, like, that's what I that's what I picked up at least, is that into the Spider Verse felt felt very very much like a, a Spider Man like a Spider Man story, whereas this feels like a Miles Morales story in terms of oh. like the themes and what's learned over the course of the thing, if that makes sense. Oh, one
2: hundred percent. And you're correct on both accounts. Both saying that is less Spider Man and more Miles. But also it's like the when Miles Morales was first incepted, a lot of fans didn't like him. One, because he wasn't Peter, but two, because he didn't suffer like Peter. He didn't have an Uncle Ben. He didn't lose his family. He didn't have a reason to be battered and broken like many of the Peters that we see. He wasn't Spider-Man because
0: he didn't suffer. Man, Spider-Man important- fans are bloodthirsty as fuck. Right? They and- want this man to suffer.
2: <laughs> right? Right? And that was something that they actually pursued in Across the Spider-Verse, and is part of why the entire story and theme is the way it is, is because everybody, not everybody, but anybody, all of the longtime fans of Spider-Man, all of the, the big comic book readers, the ones that have been with Spider-Man for as long as they could remember, didn't see Spidey in Miles because he didn't. He didn't suffer, and that was a big thing. People wouldn't accept Miles, not because he was black, not because he was Latino, not because of any of these other radically uh think radically racial or other real world conflicts that we have, is because he didn't have trauma. He didn't have the thing that so many people believed is what made Spider-Man Spider-Man, and I think it's why we see the shift, the change between the spider people who are just determined to stand back up and give Miles that lesson to always push forward when he needs it the most to the people who now can't see themselves without the trauma they can't see themselves without the grief they can't they can't imagine being heroes without having suffered and i think it is both a delightfully like close to home a uh, theme but it's also it doesn't detract from it, but it's also just really sad and tragic that we can the see way you such right people.
0: The way you describe it, it makes it sound like, like Spider-Man needs to suffer in order to be Spider-Man. It sounds very similar to the idea of a tortured artist. Like, artists have to go through like severe mental illness and all this other stuff in order to be good artists. It kind of reminds me of that, like a very similar idea for that.
2: I'd, I'd honestly say you're very correct. They're, they're very similar. And I don't know, I think I think for me that into the Spider-Verse is just far more inspiring. Especially when when it came, I was a a young adult. I was I was in my, my late teens, about to be graduating high school and moving on to whatever else I had in my life. And while I adored the movie and maybe the theme didn't set in at that time like it should have, as the years went by the lesson, the motto of keep standing when you're knocked down keep moving forward when you're pushed back that has rung with me so soundly in the past five years where every time i i come to the roadblock come to the bump the hiccup that sets me back that is that is where my thought process is to keep going to keep standing and there's there's a lot more to it than just into the spider verse that that Brings that thought process, but I really, I really attest a lot of my inspiration, a lot of my drive to that movie because of how phenomenally
3: it was introduced. I feel you. I feel you. Cross Spider Verse just makes me mourn
2: for the people. All of them could have been without the trauma makes me, in a sense, mourn myself who I could have been without the trauma as tempting as it is to attribute who I am today to it.
3: So which so which do you feel you're leaning towards
2: more? Honestly, I like being inspired more than I like being sad.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a... No, I much prefer being depressed. I think that that's a very fair take because I think that um across the Spider-Verse uh because of its story absolutely kind of ends up being a kind of depressing downer story even though it has an inspirational end. It's kind of like um it's kind of like uh the Star Wars movies uh because uh, everybody often will say that the best Star Wars movie of all time is uh Empire Strikes Back and that movie is very similar with it being kind of the heroes are getting kind of their ass kicked and at the end of the movie everybody's fucked up. And uh that leads into like that triumphant comeback or whatever, and I think mm. that like we had the beginning of our story, and we're gonna be getting the triumphant comeback, so it's like this is kind of like that middle this is where the the heroes kind of get beaten down and get pushed to their like limits and I think that that makes for a better technical story like it makes for a it may it typically ends up being a stronger um movie on like a technical level. Because like you'll see like a lot of people like critically like if you, air quote that critically, um, like when they critically look at movies they like movies like that Empire Strikes Back people like Infinity War way more than Endgame and that's when where the villain wins, um and then you know like across the Spider Verse is getting like, a, kind of like a a big push, um, but I think that there's a difference between, once again air quote critical analysis of a movie, and. What you personally love, you know what I mean. So it's like it could be like it crossed the Spider Verse on like some technical level could be a better movie, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better for you. You know what I mean.
2: One hundred percent. But before I go on, do you have anything? Oh wait, Tyler continued my battle.
0: Oh no, I was gonna say because I think that that's the angle you're approaching. it
2: Most continue definitely, I did. I did open this with which one do I like more? We're gonna decide that
0: here. So <laughs> um
2: before before I, I come up with the response to that, D, do you have anything to add? You've been been just listening. Wanna make sure we all have our space to talk.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I definitely think uh you know Tyler's right about how you critically uh movies that have a a bit more of a, a tragedy to them. Are usually perceived better uh and i I do think that 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 does have some basis in like a sort of i don't know suffering artist motif um but yeah as strong of an emotion as easy as it is to like feed into despair and sadness uh you know it's it's much better to be inspired, but I could see how somebody could
0: like either movie better really. Man, you guys yeah. are changing my opinion on these two movies now. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it... Across Spider Verse was just the, like I, I prefer Across Spider Verse. Man, I might need to watch that first movie again. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think there
2: I think there is something to to say more than just like Critical eye. A tragic a tragic story a tragedy, gets people thinking. Gets people attached because there aren't very many people in the world who haven't suffered a tragedy haven't suffered a trauma. There are some that are certainly better off, but even even some of the, the best-off people have gone through something. Everybody has their, their own basket of chaotic little ducks trying to break free. And when we see in media something emulating that tragedy, or something that can make us feel seen and connected with the things that we could not have avoided, it it really touches us in a different way. For me personally I, I, I do love tra- tragic story in the sense that like I give I give a lot of fictional characters too much space in my head. And a tragic story doesn't really help that, but I enjoy it because it it makes a story definitively if I if I like the story, definitively last longer in my mind because even months or even years down the line, my thoughts will just stray to that character, to their story and what they had to go through and i'll mourn it i'll be thankful for it and i'll think about my own story my own tragedy my own trauma and it does connect me but for me i i like i like being positive like i don't want to say that sadness or anger are just entirely negative notions but there's definitely more of a negative connotation to it for most people Seeing someone that's sad or or angry or furious is like, oh, what's what's happening to them? What what could possibly be wrong? So like I I have a big I have a big aversion to like truly being mad, truly being devastated. Because I'd just I'd rather have a smile on my face. I'd rather be excited and looking forward to what the next days will bring me. And I think that's I think that's like everybody probably feels that way. nobody wants to be in a in a depressed or an angry or anxious state, but when it's emulated when it's not truly happening to us but allows us to connect to it that's it almost feels like a warm hug that you didn't know you needed. It almost feels like you can look at the character and go see i'm I'm not the only one suffering. They are too, and they continue to push. I just personally like I just like having someone tell me, "Hey, I'm going to continue to push." I'd, I'd rather see someone persevere through their tough times without losing everything because losing everything is something I'm all too familiar with, and it's painful to see even to a fictional
0: character. yeah
2: that's that's heavy man honestly i'm sorry i didn't expect it to get so heavy but it's like analyzing these
0: movies like that's that's what makes a good movie or a good superhero movie is to make you feel like that like too often people think that it's just ha ha the the funny man with the big shield punches a nazi which that is funny don't get me wrong but uh I I think that too often people forget that this is how it's supposed to make you feel. Like how you feel right now, like inspired and, and wanting to see the hero succeed. Like that's that's what it's for. And I think that like you being like this, like it's not it's not a bad thing at all. I think it's it's honestly a desired reaction. It's nice to see that. Especially in an online space where people, you know, they try to be super critical and they try to be like, you know, like oh, everything's got to be analytical is this good if I, you know, compared to Citizen Kane or something like that? And, you know, I I think that, like, people need to look at, like, superhero movies are trying to accomplish something different. And I think that that's... I'm not trying to shit on people who critically look at movies. I'm just saying, like, I think that this isn't... I think this is a way that people should approach them sometimes. And I I like that you approach this conversation this way. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, I, I thought about going through and analyzing some of the most impactful scenes of the movies. I thought about taking a look at the the soundtracks and the animation quality and and everything that makes these movies so revolutionary. But as I thought more about it, as I'm working my other job, and I'm coming to realize just how much both of these movies did right, I feel like it's hard it's harder to compare the movies based on something like the the way the story ends, although that'll be that some want to talk about just very briefly, or how each scene impacted, because these movies both did so much right in those regards. There's a reason why they're so critically acclaimed and I personally would argue and die on the hill of these are the best works of animation we've had ever, because of how much they did right, how impactful the stories are. For me, I, I just feel like the way the, the story makes me feel, the the emotions that it invokes, is almost the best way to look, compare these two movies because that's what, what you go home with. That's what you end up thinking about for days on end. That's what causes you to analyze these movies and find out and realize that someone like Miles pursued um, physics. Physics instead of art because he missed his friends so much it's like that's that's what pushes you to to want to see those things to connect those dots that subtext that is left by the authors without
0: any hope
2: or any like guarantee that people are going to notice them.
0: now let's not bury the lead here Nick. he he switched to science to get bitches <laughs> of <Interdimensional laughs> bitches. Can
1: I can I point something out really quick too about uh, the scene where they're talking about his grades? Um, Go for it. Notice you notice that his Spanish grade is also slipping. Do you notice mm-hmm. that he's worse at Spanish in the movie? Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with it. Is that he is worse at Spanish. His Spanish grade is slipping. A language that he can already speak. He probably doesn't speak it as much as he speaks English. But I do think that that's notable. That he is, yeah, he is. You know, he's he's leaving behind his passion and art, and he's leaving behind the family, the family structure and history that he already has, because he wants to see his friends.
0: He's yeah. also at this point, like he's reaching the point where, like, getting overwhelmed with, with like, being Spider Man. Like every Spider Man hits that point where like, they kind of get overwhelmed with how much they have to do, and he's kind of reaching that point where, like, he's he's lacking the balance, like. He's not as connected to his home because he's not at home as often. He has, to, he has to be Spider-Man. He has to stop that dude from stealing an ATM. <laughs>
2: Damn ATM thief.
0: Or that one dude who was stealing shoes. <laughs> he
1: probably could have <laughs> let him go, let's be honest.
0: Oh, no. God. He, he's too much of a shoe guy for that. He is a shoe he's guy. Pro- he's probably jokes? like, that motherfucker's going to scalp them bitches on eBay. Oh, you said... Uh, Stop it! Just brief,
2: brief off topic. Did you see the uh, Miles and Prowler Jordans that came out?
0: Man, or... if I was a shoe person, I would be so on those. But, like, I can't justify spending that much for sneakers.
2: Oh, definitely not. Looking at them,
0: though, they are
2: fly as hell. And if they were in a more reasonable price range, I could see myself wearing them.
0: How much The Prowler ones? I'd wear the shit out of the Prowler ones. Those uh, look well, so cool. Right how now, much are they?
2: Nothing, because... They were released as just a family and friends of the animators and show writers. However, another pair of Prowler sneakers have been teased to be coming out sometime next year around the initial date of the uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse movie. So literally so astronomically expensive they didn't put a price tag on it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I I, I wear chucks in real life. uh, And... Custom chucks are not crazy cheap. It's like double the I mean, price. I, mean, I think ice like, chucks spent...
0: are a lot more popular now too. Like that's a much bigger shoe. Like I a mean, lot like I,
1: I happily
2: spend like seventy to a little more than a hundred dollars on shoes, especially if they're just like to look nice shoes. Like I've got six pair of vans that I absolutely adore that were like a hundred or so dollars. But I'm not going to spend multiple hundreds of dollars. I'm not going to collect several pairs of multiple hundreds worth of dollars sneakers. I'd rather just have a pair of regular everyday sneakers and then a pair of
0: fly ass shoes. I find I shoe culture so fascinating. It. It's like 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 episodes ago when we talked about everyday carry where it's like this is a community. I just like it just exists and I'm just like how what's go, what's, what's going on in that world? It's so interesting. Like shoe people are very very interesting. Hmm. Everybody has their passions. Exactly. Nyx is debating on which Spider Verse is better.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quick, really quick. Wh- what shoe is everybody wearing right now? I took mine
0: off. I was wearing my bands, so uh, I have no shoes on it either. I'm also barefoot. I was also <laughs> wearing bands earlier, though. So <laughs> we're going, we're going triple grippers out here. Yeah, what I'll I'll be wearing <laughs> my bands tomorrow
2: because going. We're going, we're going to see the first Spider-Verse again, guys. Oh, yeah, we are doing
0: that. <laughs> I it.
2: I forgot about that. We've all watched it separately. Um, I've watched it three times. Yep, several times. times. <laughs> yeah, several times. Um, but we're going to go as, as a podcast plus one, because I invited another friend, because I'm a
1: cool boy. Um, but, yeah, you'll see them then. Nick, just we, so you know, I wasn't I wasn't laughing at you. Just, Just the way you said that was... <laughs> Caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Feel free to
2: laugh. I I know it's honestly sorry to get off topic, but maybe I'll cut this out and make it a little little snippet. We'll see what happens with it. Um, but like I know I'm I'm in the minority for like people who enjoy their birthdays. Like I refuse to not have a good day on my birthday, no matter what situation I'm in, no matter like where I'm at financially or life wise. I will go and do something either by myself. Or with friends, because although a birthday is just another day, and really it hardly means anything other than oh your number just went up well, one more time.
0: Congrats! Social credit score up. It's
2: the. It's the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. That's that was funny. It took me a single second, but that was that was funny. Um, like it's the one day where I can unequivocally just say yay. I can. No one will look at me weird if I look happy on my birthday, even though everybody will wonder why they aren't happy on their own. And you know, it just feels good to not ever have to have somebody go, my, you're looking fucking ecstatic today. Did somebody just fucking give you a billion dollars? Like, no, I'm I'm just happy today because I, I happen to be born and I'm here on this planet and I'm spending the day with some good homies or just vibing in my own space.
1: I kind of get that mentality. I pretend to be somebody else on my birthday.
0: <laughs> I, respect I wish that.
1: that I wish that was a joke.
0: I respect it. Makes sense to me.
2: Anyways, anywho, back to this this mini comparison, this emotional comparison. I I think after just like talking about the way the movies make me feel and covering why and how tragic across the Spider Verse is, I think I truly do like Into the Spider Verse more just because the the theme of inspiration and of pushing forward when all odds are against you and taking that leap of faith to make what happens need to have make what needs to happen happen. That vibes with me. Like, this whole podcast is essentially a leap of faith, our leap of faith. And it felt much like my leap of faith when I first contacted you guys to bring back up the idea we had for this podcast, to be like, hey, yo, do we actually want to do this? And so much of my life feels like that, where I'm standing at a brink and either going to fall or jump. And every time I choose to jump, Cause God damn it, that's fucking what I do. That's who I am.
0: metal as hell, brother.
2: Mm. So regardless regardless of how Across the Spider Verse ended, and how it was really just a part one of a two part story that is going to be made so much better when the third movie comes out. The only reason for me that Into the Spider Verse is better is because it vibes with who I am. Cross the Spider-Verse is an absolutely wondrous, phenomenal work of fiction and art and animation. It hits home for so many people because of the lessons of trauma and seeing ourselves reflected in every single spider person who cannot believe in themselves without their grief, without their pain. But, much like Miles, I want to do my own thing. I, won't, I don't want to let my trauma, my suffering, my past experiences of negative times in my life hold me back. Decide who I am. I don't want to attribute the the great person I'm trying to become to suffering that was dealt to me by far less. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep standing,
0: and I will always keep standing. I'm. I'm gonna be honesty. I don't know how the fuck you're gonna transition to this one. <laughs> Do you know
1: what uh, across the Spider Verse has that Into the Spider Verse doesn't have? Bam! Done. This is a
2: perfect segue. I don't know yeah. what, you're t- what you were doubting, Tyler. Yeah, we Damn. got this. I shouldn't.
0: Uh, I should. He did his own thing. He took that leap of faith. <laughs> I've, I've been. I've been pranked. It's all ogre. It's all ogre it's now. All ogre? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, to transition into my swamp, do you guys want to talk about Spider Punk? Oh, you know it. I do because this metaphor for
2: capitalism—it's
1: getting exhausting. <laughs> uh, no I'm kidding, guys. Sp- the spider. All right, so the Spider Punk universe is insane. I have pictures for you guys, uh, listeners at home. Uh, you will probably have to just look this up on your own. Or look on
2: our official government lovebot Twitter because Tyler, our phenomenal social media manager, will get right on to posting those at the time of this coming out.
0: Yeah, if you're curious on where they are, uh, under the episode, I'll, I'll respond to the tweet where I tweet out the episode, um, in the response, uh, there will be, like, the pictures, or, or any other materials that we may use. Just so Uh, you know. And that's at government. uh, Actually, I think it's at
1: government. Uh... Uh, honestly, you you might want to consider, uh, just just linking the the Marvel fandom page for Earth uh, three one eight.
0: Yeah, or just Google Wiki.
1: Or I'm sorry, one three eight. Uh, yeah, because cause there's quite a few characters that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on really quick. Um,
0: are we ready though? I am so ready. Okay, I'm ready.
2: I'm I'm coming down from the emotional high of these two movies.
0: Also, I'm movies. Also, by the way, it is at GovLoveBot on Twitter or just Government on we'll Twitter. What he,
1: what he said. Yep. Alright. Uh, Nick, you said you're coming down from your emotional high. Hopefully you're not coming down from your regular high because you're going to need it.
2: Uh, Wait, so... should I have
1: prepared for this this episode? <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll wish you did. Okay, so first things first. I think that Hobie is American in I, I so I, I should say that I read the five part series that they did last year. The last uh, the last book of which came out in September of twenty two. Uh, so really just a few months ago, actually. Um I didn't uh, I didn't touch on too much of the other spider punk stuff because he makes a lot of small appearances and some things. I probably will at some point touch on those i don't know if i'll talk about it on an episode maybe maybe not uh but i did read the the five-part series that they they did last year Uh, question before you go on i'm so sorry yeah go ahead
2: did you just look into like spider punk comics or did you look into hobie brown as the character
1: i looked into i i did a little bit of looking into hobie brown as a character but uh mostly i focused on spider punk comics Uh, cause he makes appearances in like other Spider-Verse, not the Spider-Verse that we all know and love in the comics, but, uh, other different Spider-Verses, uh,
0: yeah, the events, there's a whole bunch of them, like Spider-Geddon, Spider-Verse, yeah, Yeah, he shows up in
1: Spider-Geddon, um, which are, are yeah, uh, hey, maybe when the third movie comes out, I'll talk about that a little bit, who knows, um, I don't even have those, (laughs) oh, oh, you know, there, there's an idea, is that when, uh, the next movie comes around I'll talk about all the different Spider-Verse events boom
0: I hear Spider-Geddon is bad that's pretty much all I know about them yeah
1: I've also heard that
2: wait question guys since you guys are doing Spider-Punk and uh
0: fuck wait would this be a spoiler don't spoil it I'll try to remember to ask it later Then. no you can say it What, what is it
2: I could just cut it out though um, since you guys are doing Spider-Punk and Spider-Gwen, do I have to do Spider-Man India and why he's so much better in the movies at some point?
0: I mean, that's up to you. Yeah, if you want so to.
2: It's like, it's like, I know Spider-Gwen is, like, major player and stuff, but it seems like we're just doing our doing alternate Spider-People other than, other than, like, Miles I guess and you Peter. could say
0: that we're doing our own thing. God, yeah! That's the thing from the movie! Q, he Q he song, said the line. He said the line. Hugh licensed music. <laughs>
1: Yo, did you really quick? Uh, and we're gonna see when we see it tomorrow. I'll point it out. But did you guys peep that? Like, there's a little bit of the Luigi's Mansion theme in the soundtrack to <gasps> across the Spider Verse. Did I imagine wait, wait, that? Really? I don't. I don't know
0: which I, song I is it. Is it at the end of the movie? No. Like,
1: there's like I, I don't I forget what character's theme it is. But like every once in a while you hear that. Do, 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 do. I I can't oh. I don't know Oh, oh no
2: that's I, that's the theme from Spider Into the Spider Verse where Miles is figuring out um that he's Spider Man that's that's something I, show, oh, I the wanted whistle to bring up tune right yeah,
1: the, the whistle tune this could okay, be really right.
2: bad so I'm gonna have to listen to it later but the yeah doesn't that
0: sound like dude. It does. It does. Okay. All right.
1: Luigi's mansion. I'm so sorry.
0: I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, you're right. It does.
1: That's the only it's... thing I heard when I when I was watching the movie. I was like, "Is this Luigi's mansion?" <laughs> that is like my Luigi's favorite. About
0: to pop out with the
2: poltergeist. <laughs> that is my favorite non-lyrical song from both um, Into and Across Spider Verse. I don't know why that like it just conveys such an air of mystery and what the fuck is happening right now. It's very I love creepy. It to death.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. Like an upbeat sounding sounding like jingle. It's very creepy. I very find myself nerdy.
2: whistling at random times.
1: Uh Nick, you should go and you should listen to the Luigi's Mansion theme. I'm sorry it's gonna ruin that for you though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I I might. <laughs> but I'm worried about it being ruined because that theme track is
1: just so, so fucking slapping, bro. You're only going to think about Spider-Luigi after you hear it. <laughs> Spider-Luigi! Spider
3: Luigi.
2: Oh my god,
0: <laughs> alternate
1: universe Spider-Luigi. Yeah, you can like see his mustache through his costume. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> just like Miles at the beginning of the movie. Yes.
1: <laughs> I made a mistake. Really?
0: I, no, I made another mistake. <laughs> Listen, we all tried to
1: grow a mustache one time. And I you know, know I no, never. I,
2: nope. Only time I will take a mustache is when the rest of my face has hair on it,
1: and I need it to complete the mountain man beard. Fair enough. Uh, I tried uh, a singular like to do a single mustache one time. Hated it. Uh, I I just generally don't like having facial hair that much. Either way. But, anyways, we're talk about Spider Punk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, probably. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: It's all good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I read the five-issue series from last year. Uh, it was wrote, written by uh, Cody Ziegler, I think is how you pronounce his name, uh, who also has written for... Uh, let, me, let me see, let me get this right. Uh, he's also written for She-Hulk, uh, Craig of the Creek, and Robot Chicken. Of all things. Those
0: are the most like eclectic three things I've ever <laughs> Wait, She-Hulk comics or the show? The show. Dude, that's even more eclectic. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> that's uh, weird. I like I liked his work on, on these books. Uh I, I really have I didn't see She-Hulk uh yet. Uh, and I didn't really see Craig of the Creek. I saw like bits and pieces of it. Uh I I I've seen mostly memes
2: of the She Hulk show and it makes me truly scared. To look into it, because like I don't understand. I it's really funny. Needed... I don't get why they needed to make a scene of of a uh, superhero twerking. I don't care if it's She hole Captain America, or what. I don't well, need to well, see Well,
1: that. that's like that's like sort of I think her personality in the comics. Like like that's something that's that, 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 like, like end credits thing. Yeah, I but I mean, like, that's I, I something...
0: heard it was funny. But I, don't I also know.
1: heard that it was pretty funny. Uh, in in the show's defense, that's something that also Deadpool would do, and if Deadpool did it, everybody would have laughed. No, I would I see I would take
2: nearly anything else. I don't need to see a superhero twerking. <laughs> we all know they got cake. Every single superhero got cake. I don't need Somebody to see a plant in Miguel. my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> yes, if Miguel please, started please, twerking. Please.
1: Oh god, please I
2: would I would actually have face palmed and cried a little bit and I would never would have had my first topic because Yo.
1: just that scene alone would have made me go why? I'm Jay I'm J. Jonah Jameson. It's like I need I want f- pictures of Miguel twerking. I want pictures of Spider-Man twerking. I'm twerking
0: Spider-Man. Peter, I demand pictures of Spider-Man twerking. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Tell it's me a picture of God damn twerking we Spider-Man. We're trying to sell papers here. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Oh shit. So a spider-punk. Uh... So spider-punk! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, alright, so, uh, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I think this is a totally different Hobie, uh, because I'm pretty sure this Hobie is American. He is. Yeah, uh, so, uh, don't expect it to have the crazy amount of overlap with the movie, uh, I re- I enjoyed it either way, so, hey. No Scooby-Doo jokes? No, there were no Scooby-Doo jokes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. That's a Shaggy uh, look-alike. This hurts my soul. Yeah, uh, listeners at home, Nick looks exactly like Shaggy. Right Could. now, I'm more Jesus-like,
2: uh, white Jesus, but yeah.
1: Um. So here, uh, I'm gonna send a picture in the Discord of uh, of what Hopey looks like in this universe. Uh, peep the yellow chucks with Spider-Man on the front of them. Kind of love them. That might be in my future. That that look might be in my future. I won't lie to you.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't like this suit.
1: Is it the vest?
0: I don't. I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like anything about the suit. If you want to be honest. Really, uh, I like. I yeah. like. I like
2: the the external additions, like the shoes and the vest and the guitar. Yeah, so that's overall, the best. I feel like stuff. his. I feel like his suit design itself is lacking just slightly. Interesting. At least uh, compared to what we're, we we see and know and love with the Spider Punk in, in the movie, how it's just like even more of a spray paint color wash design. Yeah, it just seems actually, more unique.
1: I actually have uh I have the uh Spider Punk action figure in front of me uh, that I got at my local comic book store. Support your local comic book stores. Uh, by the way, reading these comics was not easy because I tried to buy them from my local comic book shop and uh, they were sold out. They were sold. They they had had to order it more than once, uh, in the last week, and they had sold out every time. Makes sense.
0: So
2: everybody loved Spider Punk except for those few weird people who try to say the movie was awful. Yeah, I don't. We I don't
0: call know those, those people, people. wrong. No, uh, okay, it
2: I'll cover that another day. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, in in in, his, in across Spider Verse fit, he's got a leather vest, like a ripped T-shirt skinny jeans, big combat boots, and, like, love a spray-painted look. I also love the boots. I love the boots so much. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I kind of understand uh, what you're saying. Um, th- this is a man who's got a lot of outfits, though, because he's got more than one vest. He also has uh, red chucks, these yellow chucks, and, uh, like, they they almost sorta of look like Jordans. I guess they're they're also chucks, but they've got like a like a crazy look to them. They're like red and white. They look so, they look like chucks pretending to be Jordans. It's very weird. Um, Interesting. So uh yeah. Uh the book opens with Spider Punk and uh Captain Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. this guy before. This is, uh, this, this Dimensions version of, of Captain America. It's Captain Anarchy, a.k.a. Carl, spelled with a K, Morning Dew. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, he is, uh, he is, uh, Native American. Uh, we also find out that he, uh, he's got a boyfriend. Um, and they're fighting, uh, this Dimensions version of Craven the Hunter. That's a picture of Kraven to you
0: guys now. Um this Captain Anarchy suit I actually really like.
1: I also I've seen uh, other ones. I didn't I don't love those, but I actually really like uh I I really like this Captain Anarchy.
0: Yeah, he looks cool. Um so Yeah, Craven.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craven is uh I, I guess and he's this is a, an alt right Craven the hunter,
0: is, Yeah. yeah yeah uh, biblically
1: accurate Craven, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he he was paid to uh, take out the Spider Band that's that's this this ragtag group of superheroes, uh, so that somebody could buy up the community center that they operate out of so that they can gentrify the neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, these are wild books guys. Read them though. They're really they're actually really good. Um and uh yeah, I am I'm I'm, I'm going to make this brief. Uh we find out that the person who has uh who has paid Craven is uh Taskmaster spelled with dollar signs instead of asses. Um <laughs> Holy
0: shit, this Taskmaster got yeah. buster sword what
1: the fuck <laughs> he does have the buster sword his <laughs> dead um,
0: deadass,
2: just a chaotic evil paladin uh we
1: we meet a couple other characters though uh, I'll I'll throw them out really quick uh we meet uh Riot Heart who is Ironheart so but, good uh he, wait I have I have a picture of her not in the suit as well uh yeah, nice. that one's that one's for you, Tyler.
0: Um It's great. I know about one later too. Uh
1: let's see. We also have uh where is he? There he is. So this is Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's first name <laughs> is Robert. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't know that. Um so they call they call him Robbie.
0: I am sorry, I'm sorry. He looks like I'm just imagining Mark Ruffalo with this look and I'm just gonna be like, How do you do, fellow kids?
1: No. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Off topic a little bit. Nick, you, you you're you're gonna have to cut this. Did you know that Mark Ruffalo has like a summer home near us? One moment. Oh,
0: I I do know that, because I used to know somebody who met him. Like they lived real close to him. That's weird, right? It's very weird. Either way, if he good. looked like this though, fucking hilarious.
2: <laughs> I took the opportunity because you said you had to. You're gonna have to cut that. I had to knock at my door.
1: So sorry about that. No, oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, all I said was that Mark Ruffalo has like a vacation home near us for some reason. I mean,
2: I mean, like if I'm cutting this out, like our state is very naturally beautiful.
1: It's like oh, way agree. up there on on the list. I so, think like, he's I a big gardener. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he is into like wildlife and, and he's into gardening and stuff. I I get why he has a summer. I it's just I don't know. It, it's so weird to think that anybody, could, growing up here, you know, like you're like oh man, this place. Yeah, we're we're very familiar with uh,
2: what makes this this state not so great to have anything here. But like, if you're if you have money and you don't have to worry about the financial things that come with with our state, like i'd I'd totally uh, have have a place just like in the mountains somewhere here
1: sorry mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, right, if uh sorry, I'll jump back into what I was saying um Bruce uh,
2: Banner being Robert yes,
1: Bruce Banner's first name is actually Robert they call him Robbie in this in this dimension. he's also like i i guess around their age range uh I believe Hobie is nineteen in this book. And they're all pretty much around there. Um, uh, oh, I have to show you guys something really quick. I don't have confirmation on this, but I I in my head that is Ben Parker in this dimension. And I need you to see him.
0: Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh... Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this universe is a bad bitch, even Uncle Ben. (laughs) Yeah, he's got quite the look.
1: Uh, hmm. They really
0: went off with these fucking designs.
1: They really, really did. They said, we're going to get a little crazy with it. Um, Oh, here's a a picture of Hobie with his mask off. Um, His face looks really long. Yeah, uh, Yeah. A little bit. Um, he's he, he's clearly he looks different than the Hobie from across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I'm not gonna
2: lie. I really like the Hobie from across the Spider Verse design just all around. This guy, this guy looks like you. Like they they took some of like the hairstyle and rough face shape, extended it out and made it angrier. Like like took Miles' face, it made it longer, angrier, but had a lot well, of the I mean... same
0: features. I mean the thing is is like this is what Hobie Brown just looks like in like every universe. Mhm.
1: Except yeah, across the fair.
0: Spider-Verse. Yeah, except across the Spider-Verse, yeah. But yeah. she's so much cooler. You know, yeah, I I think I, they really improved his like design. Already. I
1: think I think Hobie and Across the Spider-Verse is a, co- a kind of a combination of Spider-Punk and also Spider-Man UK.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. so too. Because Spider-Man uh, UK is really important to the Spider-Verse event. Right. Like the first one. So I think that that's kind of what I see. I see. Uh,
1: so uh, the, spy- the Spider Man engages in a fight with Craven and Taskmaster, spelled with dollar signs. It's important that you know that. Uh, <laughs> and it's not going great until uh, Kamala Khan shows up. Uh, Kamala Khan just looks like Kamala Khan again. I mean, I don't know if she's Miss Marvel. They never call her Miss Marvel, they only call
0: her Kamala in, in these books. Um, I kind of so, dig the weird like the little changes they made to her design. Though.
1: Yeah, they are they, they're kind of neat. Um notice that the giant nucks though. Yeah, yeah, the giant nucks they say embiggen because her cuz she like makes her fist bigger, she biggins them. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it. it's it's a fun little it's a fun little uh d- uh design feature. I really like that. Love that. Uh yeah, so they uh they end up fighting Craven the Taskmaster, they win. Uh, it gets revealed that, uh, so, so a little bit of backstory is that right before the events of the book, uh, Hobie murders Norman Osborn. He cuts his head off with a guitar. Uh, Norman is the president in this dimension. Yeah, I, wasn't, I was gonna say, wasn't like
2: Norman Osborn like the, the big bad for Spider-Punk?
1: Yeah. So, in uh, in in his dimension, uh, corporations influence government at every level—federal, state, city.
0: Um, Wait a minute! In just his universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they they elect uh, a businessman president who makes bombastic bambast- bambast- claims about um, making the country better again. Wait.
0: Holy yeah. shit! They're referencing Theodore Roosevelt.
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, William
0: Taft.
1: Yeah, yeah. William Taft doesn't get his head cut off with a guitar, though. Somehow, uh, yeah. and and Norman's head ends up in the East River, uh, and uh, Taskmaster ends up revealing that uh, Norman had like a secret underground laboratory right underneath the community center, which was like another motivation that he had had for trying to get the Spider Band out of there. Uh, so, they, uh, they end up going into this, like, underground lab, and they, uh, they, they find out that this is not the only lab, and that the central lab that controls all these teeny tiny labs is in D.C. Uh, and, uh, when they find this, uh, Hobie says, like, the realest line ever. He's like, uh... Uh, I'll, I'll sum it up. In a, you know, he says that, like, I thought we beat him already. I thought he was done. But, like, his his power is so, like, deeply rooted. It feels like, you know, we're always fighting. It feels like there's another fight. When do we get to just live? Uh, which is the realest shit I've ever read.
0: That is some real shit right there. Yeah. Um, that makes me sad.
1: Yeah. But the rest of the Spider-Man cheer him up and they say, "Hey. Uh yeah, of course, you know, he he tried to, you know, root himself deep in this power structure. Of course it's going to be an uphill fight. Of course there's going to be more, but it's okay because we'll get through it together. You know, we no, will. Again. Yeah, we we will keep going. We will keep fighting. We have each other and our unity is our strength. Uh really really important lesson there, I think. Um, So they decide that they are going to go down and shut down the Central Lab in D.C. Uh, so they get in the Spider Van. Uh, the Spider <laughs> Band gets in the Spider Van and they go on tour. Uh, they leave Hulk behind to watch over uh, the community center and to fend off another attack in case it comes. And they set off on the road. Uh, our next issue finds us in Philadelphia, which has been... Uh, the sign that says Welcome to Philadelphia has been graffitied out and it says Welcome to Killadelphia. the little, 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 you know, little, fun little, fun little joke. Uh, and uh, they get attacked on the road by like assassins on motorcycles uh, and the van breaks down in Philly. Uh, terrifying idea. Um, <laughs>
2: Never break down in Philly. It doesn't yes. matter if uh, it's your choice or not. Just
1: don't do it. You know, I, I gotta say, Philly's not that bad. But yeah, no, no, I, mean, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, so they they end up in Philly, uh, and they run into uh, uh, the daredevil drummer of Philly.
0: This yeah. this is the one I was talking about.
1: Yeah, Mattia uh, Murdoch. She is also blind, uh, but instead of, I, I, doesn't Matt Murdock call them like Diablo sticks or something like that?
0: I think so. The, uh,
1: she uses drumsticks because she's a drummer. Uh, and, and she's rocking Doc Martens, if anybody wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> I she's love got, her. she's got a huge Mohawk. I also love her. I think she's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Huge Mohawk, uh, amazing character design. I, I, I really love this one, guys. Good job. Um and she is like, "Hey, since you guys are here, do you want to help me take on the Kingpin?" Uh Wilson Fisk is he's like a club promoter who is like started to like kind of take over business and like I, I, a little bit he's like a slum lord. Um and and here is what the Wilson Fisk in this dimension looks like. He's Both, not yes. He <laughs> doesn't look like what you expect him to look like. He is still an I think absolute His name is winner. Hagar. Yeah. Yes. I'm so happy
2: he's a brick shit house.
0: Yeah. No matter is. what universe it is. <laughs> Kingpin will always be a brick shit house. I mean like there
2: there are some universes
0: where it's like, oh
2: this Matt Murdock is Kingpin, but he's just like I don't know. The the spider we'll the Spider Verse is really really just uh like changed how i how i look at kingpin i just cannot imagine kingpin without him being this ginormous dude that fills up the entire screen
0: (laughs) yeah he's not about it's not about the money spider-man it's about the mets baby it's all about the mets mets baby let's go mets (laughs) he's got he's gotta be
1: somebody who you look at and go how do you wipe your ass how do you do it you can't reach back there bro you got too much muscle what are you doing it's I so love it. Uh, Tyler, I feel like that's gonna be relevant uh when we talk about your Kingpin too. But anyways, uh <laughs> um uh yeah, so they end up they beat him. Uh it's a tough fight. Uh Daredevil drummer crams her drumsticks into his ears for half a second, it looks painful. Um and the, band, the band gets fixed. And, uh,
0: what? Sorry, that just, that sounds like it hurts. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: the band gets back in the spider van, as spider band in the spider van doing whatever they spider can. Uh-huh. Yep. Insert laugh here. Um, and they end up, they finally get to DC and, uh, they, they find out that the secret lab, Norman's
0: secret lab in
1: DC that controls all them. Uh, by the way, Mattia stays in Philly. That's important. I was gonna say, um, do they
0: take the Daredevil girl with them?
1: No, she she stays in Philly. She says she's got a lot of she's got a lot of work to do in Philly still, which is.
0: I love how true. she's not in Hell's Kitchen, New York. She's just in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, crazy, right? That's. Uh, pretty... Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting choice, though. Nice change. Uh yeah, so they they get to DC. They find out that the Norman's big secret lab is inside what once was the Lincoln Memorial and is now. The Norman Memorial. Norman Osborne has been put in place of Lincoln on the statue.
2: That's absolutely
3: <laughs> awful, but also great. It
1: I love that. Yeah, it so it good. feels like it couldn't ever happen, but it also feels like something that would a hundred percent happen in
2: our world. Dude, there is. You can't tell me that there isn't going to be some ballsy ass president that's like, "I'm oh, better than Lincoln." I, uh, I, I deserve to sit in that chair.
1: <laughs> I think we already had one. Yeah, uh, the Taft.
0: The chair. <laughs> God yeah. damn Taft.
1: Yeah. So, um... so all right. So spoilers here. Uh, I've already spoiled most of these books. If if you are if you wanted to read these and you're still listening, now is the time that you need to like stop listening for sure. Skip or ahead. Just, or just
2: or just keep listening to us because like we're really cool dudes.
1: Yeah, also, yeah, also you can just keep listening <laughs> and then yeah, like um that's my favorite bit
2: every time somebody's like spoilers. You might not want to listen. I'm just going to pipe up just uh, like in the background like you don't you you cut out for a
1: minute there. I didn't really hear you. I Bro, I just so had a heart quiet.
0: attack when that happened. I thought my computer <laughs> fucked up again. <laughs> I was talking so quietly because oh, just, dude, that just scared yeah. the shit.
2: Just being in the background, being like, but like, you should totally keep listening to us. Spoilers be damned. It's just the chaotic influence that I deserve to exert onto this
0: podcast. Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're 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 totally based in that. Keep listening. Yeah. Uh, get let, let this be spoiled for you, and then also read it and buy it from your local comic book store. Okay. Then come come back and listen again, just to make sure that D got everything correct. If I know shout him out. I definitely didn't. Feel free to tear me to shreds on Twitter, or <laughs> Tumblr, or whatever social media we're going to be using. I mean, t- Twitter's probably going to be dead in another month or so. I don't know what uh, you're
2: talking about. Elon Musk
1: and Mark Zuckerberg are it out now. No, no, no. Uh actually Zuck already won by forfeit. Elon Musk. Elon Musk's mommy already told him he couldn't fight.
2: No, that's no. Elon Musk that's, that's just a joke. Elon Musk is literally training with a a master black belt jiu-jitsu martial artist to prepare for this. Just that's to beat, beat Zuckerberg at his own jiu-jitsu game because but prior to this challenge Zuckerberg did exceptionally well. I don't think he won, but he did really well at a uh,
1: national jiu-jitsu tournament. Uh, hey, you know, like, I, I don't like either of them, but deadass, I hope Zuck wins.
2: I saw, it's probably a spoof article, but it could be true, but I saw an article saying that it might be in the Roman Coliseum, and if that happens, that would be the fucking event of the century (laughs) just because it's absolutely the most outlandish thing ever maybe
0: that maybe that fight can go on right before me and matt pat
2: (laughs) (laughs) they're the warm-up
0: i'm still watching you matt (laughs) Uh, time's kicking (laughs)
1: anyway spoilers so spoilers Spider-Punk. We're about to get into it. They get in the lab, and they're looking, and they discover that uh, all of these labs have been tracking them. Uh, and they were being tracked, like, right up to, like, I don't know, like, 30 minutes ago or something like that, which is ultra-creepy and weird. Uh, and, and Reinhardt is, like, she's, like, looking over the data, and she gets, like, electroshocked through the computer. Uh... And is, like, knocked out. She's unconscious now. Um. And, uh, we get the big reveal. That, uh, Norman is, in fact, still alive.
0: Oh. He,
1: yeah. He, his head was saved by the Venom symbiote. And he was put into this, like, robot body. Uh. And, uh, yeah, he's been, he has been, uh, like watching them this whole time and getting ready for them. Uh, and, uh, he, he thanks Hobie, actually. He says, thank you. I, uh, my, my campaign, my numbers really got a boost. You martyred me. You made me into a martyr. Uh, I, I am using this, my death. As a way to like boost my popularity again uh,
2: government and, intervention as this screen- screenshot says
1: yeah uh, and then uh his 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 goons all show up uh I ha- I have all their names here uh, let's see we've got uh Eugene Thompson. Who is Officer Venom? Uh, obviously, Taskmaster, spelled with dollar signs, uh, is there again. Uh, we have War Sentry, Robert Reynolds. Uh, he shows up. He's he's wearing like like Iron Man power armor type gear.
2: Yeah, is he like War Machine? But
1: I believe that is in fact his deal. Um. Uh, okay. And uh yeah, they they commence fighting. Uh and things don't go well. Um It it's taken a
2: team of evil badasses.
1: Yeah, they it's all just do their toting sword. They all do look incredibly like fucked up and evil and like that like they could actually kill somebody. I will give them that.
2: Well kill several dozen somebodies in a matter of moments.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so, so things are like not going very well. Reinhardt is again knocked out and like, they're kind of losing. And Captain Anarchy is like, you know, get, get, uh, get Reinhardt out of here. Like, get out of here. Cole, and like, get help and come back. And they're like, but, but Carl, like, we, we can't just leave you. And he's like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll fend him off. Uh, and then they all turn their attention on him for like half a second and just destroy him. They like kick the shit out of him. It's very sad to see. Um, and then uh, uh, Kamala and uh, Hobie both also get knocked out. So the four of them all get knocked out. They kind of lose this fight. Uh, and now we move into the final issue of the series. And our heroes, the Spider Band, wake up in a cell. And like uh Heart is no longer in her armor. Uh she's just in her like normal clothes. And uh like they're they're all waiting. And there's this kind of like all is lost moment where where Hobie is like, We we made it all the way here and we lost. Like we really we couldn't do it. I mean it, it's all this is all my fault, like you know, like I, I really this thought loss? Is, it is it it is loss. It is. Um uh, and uh, yeah, if like, if you see, you can kind of see like the shape in in the way Norman's standing, and then like and then the way. Fucking it... <laughs> You you kind of see it actually, and then the sword. Yes, I do. I <laughs> do. <need you>. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, our heroes wake up and they are in the cell and like they they're all his lost moment. And uh, you know, Hobie's like, Man, it's over. We we failed And uh, like like Captain Anarchy is like in the corner, like he's he's like like he's in rough shape and he's like, Hey, it's not over. We're still gonna persevere. We're gonna get through this. Of course we're gonna get through this. You know, we are strong together and we need to work together, but yeah, we'll 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 get it done. Um, and then Norman shows up and he's like, hey guys, so, uh, I was, I struggled to, like, figure out what to do with you, but I know what to do with you. Uh, I, I'm gonna use you guys to reunite the country. Because what's a better way to reunite the country than a public execution?
3: Whoa.
2: You know, he's he's not wrong, given the, given the history of public
1: executions.
2: Yeah, as fucked up as it is, like, that is
1: a very American, like.
2: Thing. Not even just American, that's like like public executions across the world were nearly always events, whether it was sacrificing to a god, or just a piece of shit, or witch burnings that I, I'm i pretty sure if I remember my history correctly didn't just happen in a blossoming America. Um,
1: yeah, no, people just love
2: seeing other people die. Yeah. It's
1: weird. It's like sad and fucked up, it? You're, you're 100% correct. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they have them out in front of the, 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 the now-Norman memorial, and um, they're about to blast their heads off one by one. Um, which is, like, the most gruesome way to do it. Let me just say that. Like, surprised. real fucked
2: up. Not gonna lie, I'm surprised they didn't, like... I'm surprised uh, Norman didn't decide to just keep them locked up forever. Because I understand, like, the like public execution. Bring everybody together, but, like he is fresh off being made into a martyr and doesn't think that could happen to other heroes or like other people for these heroes.
1: Well, he reveals himself to the American public to still be alive at the execution. And he, and, and like, I'm assuming that the case is that like he, he's telling them like, Oh, modern miracles of technology managed to keep me alive. Uh, our resolve is even stronger or whatever. Um, and uh, I I do definitely think it's like an ego thing like he he wants to kill the guy that killed him. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, they're they're about to they're gonna start with Captain Anarchy. They're gonna kill him first. Uh no. But then, but then War Sentry is like, hang on, I've got something on my scanner because it's like nuclear radiation. It, it, it's like, and and Norman's like, what? They they can't have like bombs like what do you mean nuclear radiation and oh. he's like he's like it's getting closer and then the hulk shows up and slams a bus in or I'm sorry he slams the spider van directly into war century's face um god <laughs> damn How let you go, go kids here here is uh here's what <sighs> the hulk looks like uh when he is transformed in this. i like yeah, how even the hulk
0: gets a cool makeover
1: <laughs> yeah he gets he's a mohawk uh he says hulk thrash now hulk, hulk thrash. <laughs> god damn it I like yeah. that he's still
2: listening movie. to music
1: yeah you know what he's listening to there's a spider punk playlist on spotify not any of the no. fan-made ones there's no, an official
0: hulk, you hulk can't hear us he has his airpods in. <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he he's uh he's listening to the Dead Kennedys from the Spider Punk playlist.
2: Um interesting. That's actually that's pretty cool that there's like official playlists out there. I always yep. like when creators and people do that.
1: Yeah, uh like some of the stuff I I really like too. Uh there's, there's some there's some stuff I I really I mean, uh I know the Sex Pistols are kind of considered to be like important to the punk scene, but like they're kind of they're kind of <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, commence fighting. Uh, the Daredevil drummer shows back up. Matias shows Woo! back up. And, uh, they, uh, they fight them off. Uh, during the fight, Riot Heart steals War Sentry's armor. She, like, knocks him out with this little gadget that, like, deprograms the armor. And she gets in it. Uh, and, uh, yeah they they uh kind of kick the shit out of them uh via the power of the of the atomic hulk um and uh norman is like it you know it, it's not over like of course it's not over and he summons his uh his let, let, me, let me get the name of this right uh he summons his thunderbolt
0: department which are
1: essentially like his private military
0: they're basically marvel's suicide squad in the normal continuity. Interesting. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, they're uh, they're not a very commonly used team, but uh the Thunderbolts is like occasionally a team run by Norman Osborn that are basically the suicide squad.
1: Interesting. Um but uh in this they're they're, they're all just like sort of normal dudes. Basically they're just like normal cops. Uh but they're kind of also wearing like like semi-power armor stuff. They've all got blasters on their hands. That's what you need to know. And, uh, uh, Rideheart's like, oh, hey, check this out. And she realizes because she's wearing War Sentry's armor, who is, like, in charge of the Thunderbolt department, she can control all of their power armors, right? And she aims all the blasters at Norman. And then Spider, Spider-Punk Hoby, he plugs his guitar into the suit and then plays a riff that's so good that he kills Norman again. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, That's fucking middle of shit. Or punk as hell.
1: Yeah, it's punk I as mean, hell, dude. I
0: mean, Venom's weakness is loud music.
1: That's true. It is yeah, definitely true. Things. So yeah. Uh, and they, they kill Norman for a second time this time. Uh, and they all go home. And they all live happily ever after until Marvel decides to make that not true anymore. And probably brings Norman back
0: again yeah it's it's a superhero universe nobody ever stays dead
1: yeah that's true um i've got one more image and it's just a little uh it's a it's it's cover art
0: um I've, yeah i saw this when i was looking it up it's a really nice art yeah
1: yeah it's really good um yeah it's uh it, it's a good it's a good book i mean they're good books i should say um i would recommend them uh I I started reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the Spider Verse arc from the 2014 Amazing Spider-Man series because I was gonna read all those too. Um, there's minions. That's all you gotta know. There's minions. Um, and
0: uh... <laughs> I was about to ask, what do you mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the, uh, listeners at home, I mean, I, Tyler might link this image, but you need to know that there's minions. That's that's the important
0: part. This image um, will be linked in its own tweet that just says Minions. Minions.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so,
2: can yeah. You have a, can you add another picture where it is the Minion from Despicable Me?
1: Just, like, like insert one into the same picture? Like, just, like, alongside... Oh my them. god! We Photoshop one of these guys
2: into a Despicable Me Minion. <laughs> leave the other one as is.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. This is about to
2: be a cursed image.
1: So, uh, it's a curse so yeah. podcast. this is a cursed podcast. <laughs> That's Spider Punk, though. Read the series, buy it from your local comic book shop. If they don't have it, ask Tough them if tips. they'll special order it.
0: Pirate uh, it. Wait, no. Sorry, what?
1: Uh, I'm not telling you to pirate it, but I'm, I'm also, also going to say it. that it's not hard to find online for free. R-A-D. Um, what? yeah. Uh, I signed up for Marvel Unlimited, though. Uh, which is their, like, online comic service. It sucks. I'm gonna say that. Okay. Marvel,
0: do better. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I got a free month of that with Game Pass forever ago, and I was like, this is fucking garbage.
1: Yeah. It's, like, impossible it's, to
0: navigate. It's impossible. Especially on phone. Oh, my God. It's
1: if you, worthless. If, if you use the app, it's not the worst. But, like, if you use, like a, like, a web browser on your phone, Fucking terrible.
2: Awful. Remember, folks, if you're designing your own website or subscription-based service, hire good UI artists and developers so that people can actually understand your website. Yes. I wonder if DC's
0: is also bad.
1: I haven't used DC's. Um, maybe when DC makes a good movie.
0: We'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Sorry, DC. You, you told me The Flash wasn't Banger. It had Nicolas uh, Cage in it.
1: The they Suicide a, Squad was pretty good.
2: They have a lot that of good, good movies. Just most of them aren't live action because live that's, action has just never been DC's forte.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's also true.
2: Like I don't know. Like I've always I looked at it like this from a very young age. Like Marvel, it's it's less true now, but Marvel has live action in their pocket. They they at least initially did absolutely excellent with the MCU. Whereas, like, they're scattered, kind of few and far between, really good live-action DC movies. But nine times out of ten, if you watch an animated movie from them, it's gonna be a fucking banger.
0: No arguments here. They're really good. Batman Ninja's a fantastic one that's on Max. You should watch Batman Year One. That's a really good one. That's Batman v. Robin.
1: I think Gotham One by Gaslight
0: is also there. Like, mm-hmm. The Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, I just love the Damien Wayne, Robin, uh, Batman movies.
1: Really? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I respect <was> <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> I mean, The Red Hood is also a very good movie. I like that.
1: Yeah, I thought Red Hood was alright.
0: I'm not All the right. biggest Jason Todd,
1: yeah. All yeah. right. Neither, neither was Tuck. DC. All right.
2: <laughs> well, with with that, folks, seems like this is now our time for break. So, we will be right back, and keep on polishing that bot because, goddamn, it better be fucking shiny when we get back. If I cannot like a see, euphemism. if I yeah, can't see my your reflec- bot for me, <laughs> if I can't see my reflection in the the love bot, then you guys are
0: fired. Not like, you, too. I am not polishing listeners. my bot in front of you ever again. Do I have to take this to HR? I am HR. Oh, no. Wait, I thought I was HR.
1: Wait, yeah. Exactly. No,
0: you're HR. D. It's a different letter.
1: I'm D HR department. You're, you're D HR department. <laughs>
3: We're back, baby. Love We're back.
0: Can't say gamers anymore. It's racist. We're back. Can't say. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be racist against gamers. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm a racist. I'm, I'm racist Head against, against gamers. Over to
2: our government love bot Twitter <laughs>
0: to see a listen, racist gamer meme. Listen, <laughs> I uh, listen. I don't like to say that I'm racist, but if gamers are a race, I might be changing my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna unironically <laughs> try to
2: try to create that that kingpin kingpin meme. It's not about
0: the money, Spider Man. It's about the Mets. Well, all right. So, are
2: shit. are, you, are we I ready? Think we're ready to dive right on into Tyler's topic. Lay it on
0: us. All right. I I have no idea hello. what Tyler's about to talk about. So, hello, my name is Tyler, and I'm a recovering Gwen enthusiast.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, I, I, uh, I just noticed recently that uh, that you're, you're no longer the Munch Muppet in the Discord.
0: No, I've moved on to a new wife. Wait, I, ju- I
2: just <laughs> hunted down this Munch Muppet, bro. I broke into the Disney vault. You can't tell me this. I I risked my life. You we went Mission
0: Impossible. <laughs>
3: This
0: much I lost my left. I mean I'll arm, still take it, you know? Listen, listen, polyamory is a thing,
1: right? That's true. I believe in it. I, I am that it. thing.
0: Yeah. You know what? Point. Moving on. Yeah. I respect <laughs> it. we <laughs> I respect it. Respect. Anyway, point is <laughs> Respect, exactly. Um So let's let's talk about Spider Gwen. My favorite spider person uh so I was originally gonna start this by just diving into the topic but I I I made a discovery uh like an hour ago that I found really interesting and it's why it's spider Gwen's existence is really weird um so everybody knows that like Gwen Stacy Gwendolyn if you will um she dies obviously uh next snap draw from bridge very infamous um and she gets surpassed by a new love interest, which is Mary Jane Watson. The like pretty much the most famous Spider-Man love interest. Uh, and I like Mary Jane Watson. But uh I found out recently that people believe very strongly that Marvel's top editors have have this is like a vendetta against Mary Jane Watson like they really don't like Mary Jane for some reason and they keep like pushing her out of Spider-Man stories and pushing Peter away from her because they don't like them but they really like Gwen Stacy which makes me recontextualize what I originally thought was I originally thought that the Gwen like everybody started loving Gwen after the Amazing Spider-Man movies because she, Emma Stone was so good in them but it might just be that the Marvel editors really liked Gwen Stacy over Mary Jane and it's very it's very interesting. Uh apparently that's like a big thing with uh the like the main Spider Man book going on right now. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's kinda of like a little weird. I've thing. seen I've seen a lot um, of
2: like wars over Gwen Stacy as a love interest for for Peter Parker. And like at least her her like regular human not spider or ghost spider spider Gwen.
0: Uh, form, or
2: however you want to put it, uh, is, like, Gwen Stacy just isn't really the the best person, at least in most of the times she shows up. At least from...
0: Yeah, she's just kind of like a normal... She's just kind of like a normal girl. It's not a whole oh, I, bunch to her.
1: She, I, well, I actually th- forgot to mention...
0: Oh, oh, sorry,
1: I was just going to say, I forgot to mention that in Spider-Punk's uh, universe, she was a rock star.
0: That's funny. That, no that kind of connects. Yeah. connects. Isn't there a
2: lot of stuff with um, her with so, her yeah. cheating on on Peter with Norman, but then being like, "Oh my God, the, the,
0: don't even get the, me but, started on fucking sins past." But then
2: then being like, nah, I'm I'm not wrong for this."
0: There, there's like this really. There was this one writer, like a writer, or an editor. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. But he he was, like, the, one of the few people who was not obsessed with Gwen Stacy. And he basically had this problem where he felt like fans idolized her as some sort of angelic figure. So he wanted to, and this is going to sound really gross, and it is, take her down a peg by revealing that she's not a virgin. Yeah. And the way they decided to do that was having her sleep with 40-year-old creep Norman Osborn. It's been retconned in that book since, but it's also still fucking stupid and gross because a woman's value is not based on whether or not she's a fucking virgin, you
1: weirdos. Deadass. Yeah, I was gonna say this feels very like misogynist and
0: like it, it absolutely is. And like I was talking with Nick about this when I was talking about like how like a lot of like uh female superheroes are just like such so oddly sexualized. Like I will never forget, there's this one panel in Civil War, this Civil War comic about, like, fucking terrorism and, like, political strife. And there's just this one shot where it's like, oh, here's She-Hulk's ass. Like, really? Now? Right now? Can we wait?
2: <laughs> can we wait? Like, I, can need we really to, need to I need to I need to come now? down from this emotional high before I can jerk off. What the fuck, comics?
0: Yeah, like, we're looking we're looking at, like, <laughs> we're looking at basically 9-11-2 right now. You're gonna show me She-Hulk's ass? Now I'm out of
2: breath for different reasons right now. You can't get me excited like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only have so much oxygen to go. <laughs> anyway, uh so I was very curious about Spider Gwen after watching uh Across the Spider-Verse because she pretty. Uh, and I decided to pick up the original ghost spider run. Um it's uh Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Uh who Robbie Rodriguez does fucking amazing art in these books. Um, that's for sure. Um uh, and it's a thirty-four issue run, which also includes some crossover events. And I won't go as in depth with each of them because I have more comics to cover than uh, D does. But uh, as I go through them, I'm going to talk about like what it is because because Sp- Spider Gwen is the reason why I finally have become like a much bigger Spider Man fan. Like Spider Man's way up there now, uh, in terms of superheroes. When before I didn't really care much about him. Um, so Gwen's first appearance is um, an Edge of the Spider-Verse comic, which is basically setting up the original Spider-Verse event. Uh, and this is basically the scene from the opening of Across the Spider-Verse in which, uh, spoiler alert, it, under certain circumstances, I don't think this is why we did one last episode, but basically under certain circumstances, Gwen is forced to reveal her identity to her father, who is a police officer. Um and it's actually uh very word for word in fact, if you read the comics to the movie, it's very fascinating um but uh, they uh but she's forced to reveal her identity to her father she does that um she convinces her father to quit the police force or well, he doesn't quit the police force excuse me uh he quits like chasing after Spider woman because he realizes Spider Woman is not the person who killed peter um and another reason why they think Spider-Woman killed Peter is because nobody found the lizard because Peter was the fucking lizard. and Nobody knows that, which is important because um. so her first story involves her basically being chased by like the police constantly led by uh, police captain Frank Castle. Yeah, the, the Punisher is the fucking police captain, and uh, they reveal that he was a war veteran. Who was a part of a Tony Stark funded war group called War Machine? How, how which exactly?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, here's I just wanted a, to poke fun at the here's... the War Machine sidekick being turned into a a war organization.
0: Yeah, so he 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 also has this. Uh, as I sent, I sent this like picture of um, he has this thing where he loves to fight just, like, in gas, like, he basically mustered gases everybody. Like, he'll just throw a bunch of gas grenades, which disrupt, uh, her spider sense, so she can't, like, detect spider sense. So, she's trying to fight off Frank Castle and the Vulture at this point. The Vulture's just some dude named Adrian Toomes, basically. Um, he's gonna be important for a bad point later. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's fighting, uh, Frank Castle. Frank Castle makes so- Frank Castle is shocked. That she's just a girl, which is like okay, Frank. Fuck you then. Um, but she fends off Frank Castle, who like continues to try to pursue her, um, and he's going to get severely, severely more like intense about it. Um, so the next part of this is kind of um, her talking about like the excuse me, uh, her dealing with the kingpin for the first time. And the kingpin in this universe house? is Matt Murdock. No, he's a skinny... God damn it! You can't do this. Yeah, it is Matt Murdock uh, who's wait, normally the daredevil. Wait, daredevil I, heard that I heard that, D. I heard that, D. But uh, Matt Murdock
2: for anybody that didn't quite catch it, go back and re-listen to D- what D said. I'm not going to repeat it cuz it'd make it less funny.
0: <laughs> uh so Matt Murdock is the kingpin. Basically what happens is um when he he was blinded as a child, as per usual, um and then he got take uh, his parents died in the same way and then he got taken in by Stick, who's his master. But in this universe, what's different is Stick is killed by the Hand, which is a ninja corporation, and they basically take Matt Murdock, and Matt Murdock becomes the leader of the Hand. And because Matt Murdock feels like being a, a, a funny guy, funny little lad, uh, he basically gets Wilson Fisk put in prison and then just takes his shit. I'm so Matt Murdock. This. Wait,
1: what? What? That's what I'm always doing. Is something <laughs> you're not telling us, dude?
0: <laughs> yeah, he just. He's just. I he also put Wilson. Chris <laughs> in
1: prison. I'm just worried about his plans um, for us.
0: Try uh, and get more powerful
1: yeah. than me.
2: Try it. See what yeah, happens They're gonna, they're good, gonna, they're gonna beat her ass. Tyler, we gotta watch
0: out. But yeah, so they encounter the Kingpin when Felicia Hardy, who is not really the black cat, she's like a singer. Um she's not very important and she doesn't appear very long, but she fights uh some hand ninjas when she tries to set a trap for matt murdoch but she isn't able to capture the bitch um and that's the same show where we uh we get introduced to the mary janes which is her band uh which is glory brant betty brant if i remember correctly and then mary jane and then obviously um obviously gwen hell yeah hell yeah she's the drummer still right yeah wait so yeah yeah, Betty Laurie Grant, Brant, Betty, Betty Brant, M- mm. MJ, aka Mary Jane Ooh. Watson, and then Gwen Stacy. Who um, else is Betty Brant? I feel like I've heard that name before. Betty Brant is um, she's a common like Spider Man side character. Uh, you might know her. Do you watch a lot of MCU movies?
1: Uh, I I watch my my fair share. Yeah.
0: At least the Spider Man ones. Yeah. She's the blonde girl who does the announcements. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Betty Brant, and then she has a sister, Gloria. Um, but, yeah, so they go to Felicia Hardy show. Felicia Hardy gets uh, captured, and she basically disappears from the story. And then the back half of this is um, Gwen going... Uh, dealing with uh, a resurgence of the lizard mutagen, which is the thing that Peter uh, basically invented, kind of, um, which, you know, gives uh people the lizard powers and turns them into fucking lizards and she basically deals with it because she's very scared that people are going to connect it to peter and it's basically going to basically kind of ruin his legacy and make people view him as like a bad person and this is where we kind of get rid get into like the main part of the book which is gwen just needs a hug like she gets her ass handed to her all the time like this is this is pretty much a regular occurrence that is terrible glare on that that is pretty much a regular occurrence of how she looks, which is looks homeless sitting on a couch. Um, yeah, so she's kind of like going through a lot because she has to deal with the fact that the police are after her hardcore. Some of them even know that she's Gwen Stacy. They connect it. Um, and now she has to deal with this lizard mutagen. She gets uh, to hang out with Captain America, who is a woman in this universe, uh, a black woman named Samantha Wilson, uh, which Ooh. is pretty neat. Um, we don't see too much of her but she does appear every once in a while and she's a pretty cool character uh, and then from there she goes uh, this is when Spider-Gwen kind of goes into her her crossover with the other Spider-Women which is you know Spider-Woman and then Silk uh, Silk being Sydney Moon which is very important uh, but during that crossover which is a whole bunch of stuff uh, with people getting trapped in other universes also, in Gwen's universe, Reed Richards is uh, a small uh, black child, which is uh, funny because he's the only good Reed Richards I've ever seen in my life. Um, what about what about John Krasinski? I mean, he was in the Illuminati, so aren't we all? Yeah, but it was a different Illuminati. Oh,
1: There's has
0: a There's has a funny guy in a wheelchair. <laughs>
1: uh. I like that you're implying that the Illuminati in our world is ableist.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so um so Gwen uh uh yeah, goes to Reed Richards and all this stuff, and they try to track down Sydney Moon, who has a corporation in Earth sixty five, which is Gwen's Earth called Silk, as opposed to being Silk, she has a corporation called Silk. Um, and she's trying to travel to other universes that have more superheroes so that she can kind of uh, take their like superpower stuff, like all their fancy gear, like Pym particles and all that shit. Um, and she does manage to take that stuff. And um, when she's fighting, you know, Gwen is fighting her and Sydney reveals basically that she made the spider that bit Gwen and it was supposed to bite her. And it didn't. For some odd reason, whether it like escaped or what, but it did not bite Sydney, and it was supposed to. So she obsessed her entire life trying to recreate the experiment that gave Gwen her powers, uh, but couldn't do it. And because of this, she gets really pissed off and uses a like nanobite spider thing and basically just sucks the powers out of Gwen, so she no longer has spider power. Um, the only way she can have them is through these, like, vials. They're basically spider drugs. Um, it's, like, like miniaturized versions of the power that she was given permanently. Um, and she basically has these vials, then she injects them through this, like, wrist thing, and it gives her uh, basically a spider high, is how they it, pretty much how they describe it. Like, she's basically high and has spider powers. And I
2: think we might have covered it We talked about it a little bit uh, last week but it's slightly off-topic, but tangentially related. Do you think this is what Miguel was using in Across the Spider-Verse, or do you think it was
0: something else? I do believe it's probably this. It's probably something similar. Like, a similar idea. Interesting.
2: I just find that neat, that um, because yeah. it's always, like, uh, it, it, in comics, a lot of it's like, oh, you get bit by a radioactive spider, or you're bit by a radioactive pig as a spider, or you're fused with a spider... It's it's just interesting to see like uh, a spider drug developed and just think about the type of stories that could mm. come from that.
0: Yeah. Um and one thing about this crossover that is significant is um I want to talk about Gwen's hair because Gwen's hair changes a lot in these crossovers because it goes from the Gwen book to the Spider-Woman book to the Silk book. So That's three different uh, artists handling Gwen, and she has radically different hair in each of them. In the normal book, she has short hair, like, not, like, less than shoulder length. Not quite uh, like the shaved side of the hair from Spider-Verse, but like something similar to what she has at the beginning of the movie before she has to shave her hair. Uh, And the shorter hair is really, I think it's really important because it shows that she's a different Gwen Stacy from the normal continuities Gwen Stacy. Like, she's not a smart scientist college student that like hangs out with Peter Parker. She's a D and D nerd who's in a rock band and like dresses like she's homeless. But, but she looks like, so awesome. She, she is awesome, but she's also looks tight yeah. <laughs> throughout mm. this whole thing. Cause she gets her ass. Did I forget to mention <laughs> like, we're not even at the most of it yet. Um, but, uh, she has radically different hair. So she has her short hair in that. In the Spider Woman book, they give her normal Gwen Stacy's hair. like The long blonde hair. Don't like that. Because that's normal continuity Gwen Stacy. And then in the Silk book, her hair is really curly. Like, I, like, it's really weird. Like, it's weirdly curly. Like, it's not quite naturally curly. But it's, like, almost there. It's very strange. It looks different from, like, how it looks in every other book. Can you show us? I can't. I can flip to... It's like, uh, because this is part of like the the uh, back half of the story where she gets arrested uh, because they think that she is... Because she's hanging out with the actual Sydney Moon from the normal continuity, and they think she, uh, that Sydney Moon was robbing places and not the uh, not the Earth-65 version. Mm. <clears throat> sort of like
2: when Riku fights so the there's and he gets a random haircut
0: just go into a go into a oh, different yeah.
2: universe causes Gwen's hair to change.
0: Yeah, it really does. It's like it, it it's so strange that her, her hair radically changes. There's a version of there's the curlier version of the hair. Um so yeah, so that's how the the and then the end of the Spider-Woman book is uh, they arrest Sydney Moon. They put her in jail. Uh, Gwen only has a few vials left, which means uh pretty much in a few vials she can't be Spider-Man anymore. Um so that's like a big thing that's weighing on her because she doesn't know how to be anything other than Spider-Woman because like, she's been so messed up. Like it's like her work, her Spider-Man life balance is pretty fucked up. Like she has no balance. She struggles to maintain any sort of relationship. Like the close she has is her band. And even then they're not super close. And then her dad and you know, they go through a whole lot of shit. Uh, it's just getting started because the next, um, the next book is more Frank Castle really, really, really wanting to beat the shit out of Gwen Stacy. Like, he is so ready, willing, and able to kick the shit out of this 19-year-old girl. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> he so, he hires Craven the... Exactly. He hires Craven the Hunter... Who basically just summons Doctor Doolittle style a bunch of fucking animals to attack Gwen's family. Um, the uh, she can't use her spider powers at this point because she's limited with how many she has, so she doesn't want to just use them all the time. Uh, so she has she has to deal with like trying to take care of these like wild a- this wild like puma thing that's coming at her, and she doesn't have any spider powers. She's saved by Aunt May, um, who her and Ben Parker are both still alive. Uh, But, you know, Peter obviously isn't. And that's another thing that Gwen has to deal with, being Spider-Woman, while May and Ben think that Spider-Woman killed uh, Peter Parker. So that's a big dilemma. Uh, And there's a scene uh, early on that's really great where she's talking with May, and she's trying to convince May that Spider-Woman didn't do it. And May kind of implies that she agrees, but is not fully sure. Um. So, yeah. So she has to deal with Kraven the Hunter, uh, which causes her to eventually, uh, while fighting Frank Castle, use up another one of her spider powers. So she's running out of them again. Uh, and then the next part after this is a really great. It's like a one-off comic where her and her band go and deal with Mysterio, and basically Mysterio he does his normal illusions. Uh, but his illusions for Gwen are a zombie Peter Parker and he basically is like just sitting there telling Gwen like yeah you, you, you killed me remember? Like you fucking killed me. So like she's like dealing with this and she can't use her spider powers to get out of this because she only has so many now. So like she can't use them for trivial things like, like my favorite random character the bodega band <laughs> who's just a dude who robs bodegas. Uh, who has a pet dog that gets eaten by the lizard. And oh he's my really god! S- and he's really sad about it, so Gwen gifts him a hamster with a little mask. on. That's adorable. Yeah, the Bodega Bandit's really funny. He's just like a cool little side character. They literally say, like, the reason he doesn't get sent to prison is because he just calls his dad and his dad lets him out. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, nobody knows who his dad is people Assume it's J. Jonah Jameson who is the mayor, um, but they never confirm that. Oh, also, Howard the Duck is president in this world. What, um, yeah, they n- they literally just say that and they never show you or explain. But yes, Howard the Duck is president. Um, what? that's all. What, <laughs> what? so yeah, what? so she's fighting, so she has to fight, uh, she has to fight Frank Castle and uh, who is still pursuing her with uh, his big old. His big old Iron Man glove that he has, uh and he basically fucking levels a parking garage trying to kill Gwen, and Gwen is just barely saved when her father comes and helps her um which after that she is about to like get her dad and escape, but her dad purposely turns himself in uh under suspicion that he is like working with Spider Woman, which you know not really but whatever. But, you know, Gwen's like, why would you let yourself be arrested? And and he basically says, like, because this trial will be, like, an opportunity for me to claim Spider-Woman's innocence uh, on, like, a massive scale. The only problem is, is the district attorney is fucking Foggy Nelson, which is uh, notoriously uh, Matthew Murdoch's best fucking friend. So, of course, uh, that's kind of fuck up. So, yeah, so Gwen doesn't have anybody now because, like, <laughs> her band is not like the closest to her. And her dad is in prison. So she's kind of fucked up. So she makes a deal with the kingpin. Who promises. Who makes a deal with Matt Murdock's kingpin. Where she says that like. um, She will like. Like help him out. With something that he may need. If he can promise to. uh, Get her. More of the vials. With the spider powers. And help her dad get out of prison. Which he manages to do both of those things. So now like Gwen has to now Gwen is under the thumb of um the Kingpin. It's at this point that we get like a couple of fun one-off comics, uh, my personal favorite's being uh a week in the life of Spider-Gwen, which is just one about like what her week her week is like uh it's it's just like her constantly having to interrupt things to fight Spider-Ham villains. So that's fun. Um and then also, uh, who watches the watcher in which one of her bandmates maces a watcher and the, <laughs> and that's pretty much yes. it. Uh, the watcher key is, yeah. keeps trying to interfere with their life because he feels like they're being boring because they're just sitting around watching TV. And when he finally reveals himself, he just gets maced <laughs> <laughs> and then the comic ends and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, they also show a, um. A similar story to the Bone Saw story, as you know, like him fighting Macho Man Randy Savage, where Gwen fights She Hulk, who's a female pro wrestler. Um, but she leaves the match early to stop, uh, to stop the person who's stealing the money. So uh, it seems like she saw the part where that's her problem, as opposed to missing it. Um, so that's pretty much the end of like the 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 fir- like the first half of the run. Uh, and then the second half of the run picks up with Miles Morales uh, with, with Miles Morales. So uh, the first page of the th- of the, like, the beginning of the third half of the comic is Gwen and Miles kissing. And basically the framework of this story is Miles trying to explain to his friends how he got from looking for his dad to making out with Gwen. And like, it's funny because his one friend is really worried about like his Spider-Man stuff. He's like, oh, is your dad okay? And his other dude's like, wait where did you meet the hot spider woman <laughs> 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 which is just really funny like he's super concerned about where he met this spider woman um but it's basically just a story where gwen and miles have to work together to find uh Miles' dad who went on a secret mission with shield uh and basically went missing in an alternate dimension so they had. there's a uh the only real notable scene for gwen's story is uh Miles th- thinks that she still has her powers, so he just throws her off a building, thinking that she could swing away to get away from like somebody who was chasing them. So he just throws her off a fucking building, and has to end up saving her himself because he doesn't know that her like powers are like yeah only in these vials. Now. Holy
1: shit!
0: <laughs> imagine so, imagine um, that
2: panic. You're like you're fully confident your friend friend can do this or your love interest whatever. And you just yeet her off a roof for her to be screaming, like, wait, no,
3: no, 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 stop!
1: And you're like, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, wait no, wait, wait, no, no! Wait, wait, wait!
1: In his defense, uh, Gwen Stacy has probably gotten pretty good at plummeting. In the other universe, Gwen yeah, she's Stacy pretty good falls at Spider
0: Man. Yeah. Not, normally not because of him, though. <laughs> normally not uh, yeeted by him. But yeah, so yeah normally not yeeted by him but yeah so gwen and miles uh you know they're jumping around the multiverse gwen jumps to a universe in which miles and gwen are married and have kids who get babysat by spider-ham so that's, that's nice that's just
1: that's Han. just our yeah, current, hands the uh,
2: miles and gwen in the spider-verse movies
0: yeah they say that uh that that's like the path that gwen is on Like one of the watchers later in the story. But, uh, she lost my turn of thought. Come back to me. Give me a second. All right. Okay. I remember where I was at now. Happens to the best of us. I'm slow. (laughs) Please be patient. No. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So, uh, so she and, like, Gwen eventually save, uh, Miles' dad. And then there's this really good, uh, moment where, uh, Gwen and Miles kiss and then uh, Miles is like okay so that's me we're a relationship and then Gwen basically explains that like we have like just met we don't know each other real well and we, I think that we feel pressured by the alternate universe where we're married we think that we have to do this like maybe it's best if we take it at our at our own pace and then they agree to be just friends and Gwen says yes just friends for now um, which is a really it's a really sweet moment that uh, kind of gets undercut by the fact that the whole reason why they wouldn't do this relationship is because Miles Morales is like a month away from killing Captain America during Secret Empire which is a bad event comic. oh shit it's okay uh, that Captain America is secretly a Nazi so it's fine oh it's always based yeah, nice to kill Nazis yeah, yeah exactly it's it's fucking it's really dumb the, they even mentioned in the beginning this is like right after Civil War 2 which is Another bad event comic. Uh, Miles is having a rough go of it. Um, so we return to like Gwen's story specifically, where she tracks down uh, Harry Osborn, who um, earlier in the story was pursuing Spider-Woman with just a bunch of shield tech. But then eventually, uh, when Ch- he was about to be defeated by Gwen, he injected himself with the lizard powers. Um, so now he's on the run because he's like part lizard. Uh, and Kingpin wants him tracked down. So they, you know, they track him down um, or she tracks him down and it's basically a trap. The Kingpin wanted Gwen to find him so that he could send ninjas to kill him. Uh, So they all start, they has fight the ninjas and Gwen. Gwen turns on the uh, Kingpin and the Kingpin will get his, Uh, but she turns on the Kingpin and um, she turns on the Kingpin and fights the ninjas. Uh, Logan shows up, uh, a bounty hunter version of Wolverine, and then a bounty hunter version of Hellcat, I believe. Uh, They show up working for S.H.I.E.L.D., also trying to take down Harry. More has fight. Uh, That's when Gwen discovers that both her spider powers and the lizard mutagen are derived from the Venom symbiote, uh, which is just like a space parasite. Um, So she uses her power, like she uses... Uh, Hellcats like phasing power to basically pull the symbiote off of Harry. But because it needs to bond with a host, it has to like bond to somebody and the only person who could possibly handle it is Gwen. So Gwen uh gets the symbiote and becomes uh Gwenom. Gwenom. Gwenum, yes. And this basically leads into the fucking downward spiral that is like the last bit of these comics. Uh Basically what happens is she's now Gwenam, and she's incredibly violent because she's dealing with like, uh, like the overly aggressive, like pounding thoughts of like the Venom symbiote. Um, she, with this like Venom symbiote, uh, tracks down the Rhino because earlier in the story, because of Kingpin being betrayed, he basically gets Rhino in the same prison cell as Gwen's dad and has him like almost murder Gwen's dad. So Gwenham tracks down uh the Rhino, beats the shit out of him, and then Frank Castle's like nah homie, and shows up and fucking kills Rhino himself. So <laughs> So now Gwenham has to deal with with Frank Castle, who also wants the Kingpin, as well as the Kingpin, who she has to fight while also being venomized. Um She has a talk with like all her friends where she unveils that she's Spider Woman. To like Ben Parker and everything. Ben Parker straight up tells her to just fucking murder Matt Murdock. Uh, he's literally just like, yeah, fucking kill the dude. Like I don't fucking care. God damn. Um, yeah, he, he gives him zero fuck. Um, so then she has to go uh, and decide whether or not that's what she wants to do. So she fights. Um, she fights the kingpin and uh, and Frank Castle. She wins, but she decides not to kill Matt Murdock. Uh, Matt Murdock still probably dies because he basically betrays the hand so that he can keep fighting uh he like gets in trouble because uh so much public stuff like so much public animosity around uh his spider woman who he's supposed to have under control causes the hand to get pissed at him and he basically betrays them because he w- still wants to fight spider woman um so it's presumed that the hand probably still got him so Gwen has, like, this symbiote, uh, like, she still thinks, like, everything's kind of fucked, uh, it's at this point that she gets teleported to another universe and meets the normal continuity Gwen Stacy, or so we think, um, and they basically kind of have this conversation, they have, like, a conversation about, like, Gwen, placing- Gwen Stacy's place in the universe, uh, there's this really fucking weird line where Gwen is with her Peter, and the Spider-Gwen says she never saw her Peter that way, which, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like that is absolutely not true. It's not true in this book or in the movies. Like, what are you talking about? It's very odd, but so, either and, way... Wait, um, was it Gwen... very
2: clearly, like, was she trying to say, like, she didn't see Peter in that way, like, in a relationship, or was it, like, more about how this Peter looked with that Gwen stage? that Gwen Stacy. See,
0: here's the thing, like, I don't know, like, I thought it was, like, in a romantic sense, because of the way it's, like, framed, but it could very well be that other thing, and I hope it is, because that's way better. Because, (laughs) you know what else it could be? Because,
1: like, oh, continue. Sorry. No, I was
0: going
1: to say, what else it could be is that, like, this, maybe this Peter looks, like, happy, and Peter in her universe uh, wasn't,
0: so... No, he was definitely.
1: Yeah, I I feel like uh, that.
2: Yeah, this Peter that, that definitely be it. That just seems like it more emotionally hits home than than her being like, oh yeah, definitely totally had crush and like my Peter Parker. But no, I didn't seem like that. That just seems like a
0: a weird choice. Yeah, it is a weird choice. But
1: I uh, was in love with him. I just didn't have a crush. on Yeah, him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was more obsession, really. <laughs> <laughs> um they even imply that part of the reason why uh uh why peter decided to become the venom on prom or become the venom become the lizard on prom night is because he thought that gwen was more interested in harry osborn which she really wasn't harry was just kind of there it's not like she was that interested in him or anything um but yeah they they imply that that's part of the reason why he decided to become the lizard uh but this alternate version of Gwen, or, like, the normal continuity Gwen, they go to uh, Tony Stark, and they're like, hey, yo, can we, like, get back to our universe? And they're like, yeah, but you have to find a weak point in the universe. And where's the weak point? It's the fucking bridge that Gwen Stacy dies on. Damn. So Spider-Gwen has to throw herself off of the bridge and then activate, it at, activate like, um, the, like, machine at the right time so that she can teleport back to her universe. Uh, and she does that and leaves behind uh, the normal continuity Gwen will get back to that. Um, so now we get towards the end of the book. The Earth with the Miles and Gwen that get together, uh, the Watcher is basically there being like, oh, Gwen is like, Ben Parker wasn't supposed to tell Gwen to kill Matt Murdock, and now we're worried that your your universe is in jeopardy because they think Gwen's going to like kill him, they think Gwen's going to find him and kill him, or like it's gonna be, it's going to be really bad and shit. And, uh, basically the Gwen Stacy from the normal continuity is not that actually, she is a different version of Gwen, uh, who, because she met, uh, spider Gwen decided to become basically, uh, the leader of a secret society of spider Gwens is the best way to put it. Uh, they hide from the watcher and monitor all the Gwen Stacy's. Uh, and it's led by this version of Gwen Stacy, which is like a traditional Gwen Stacy, but she uses the Venom symbiote uh, spider suit. Uh, she looks pretty fucking cool, but yeah, they just casually dropped that. There's just like a secret society. Of Gwen Feels Stacy's. like I've seen this before. I'm like okay, do they
2: monitor the canon events of yeah, Gwen it's... Stacy and make sure that a lot of them die?
0: I I don't know. I think they just I think they just like roll up whenever <laughs> when it, like I don't even know why. I think that she literally rolls up to just tell the Watchers to fuck off. <laughs> because they're, like, trying to, like, get involved and shit, and she basically just shows up and tells them to fuck off, and that Gwen will figure it out, uh, which she kind of does. So, yeah, Kingpin's gone, Frank Castle gets arrested, and then Gwen decides to uh, reveal to the world that she's Spider-Gwen, because she's sick of running. She goes to to Mayor J. Jonah Jameson and reveals who she is. She's arrested and put on trial, uh, and she's found guilty, which is fucking ridiculous to me because like you could if you found her not guilty that would have been like a way better end to the arc because now the people want a superhero as opposed to like reviling her as like a monster but no she's found guilty and we get like pages of incredibly uncomfortable prison shit uh basically like gwen gets her ass kicked in prison because uh she a can't use the venom symbiote because it's attached to her still but she has a power inhibitor collar and everybody in prison hates Gwen, so they just all beat the shit out of her. There's a really weird scene where Vulture says the only way he'll, he'll help her is if she gets on her knees and Question. begs, which... Question.
2: why is it so disgusting for that to happen to Gwen Stacy when that is one of the most, like, tropey villain act ever? This is something that that I was thinking about, because we briefly talked about this It's just,
0: like, really, it's the way it's framed in the book is really uncomfortable. Like, it's just the way that they, like, frame it. Because, like, yeah, it's, like, a a normal, because it's a normal villain thing, but it's, like, scenarios and, like, the way, like, the scenes surrounding it are just, like, very, like, ah, like, for, like, specifically with that vulture line, like, it's a very weird, like, it's a very weird scene. Like uh with the way dude, they dude, frame dude. it and he comes off like way creepier than he should like he doesn't come off as a villain he comes off as a creep that
2: that's fair i i haven't haven't read these it's just we we talked about this briefly before and you said that and i was thinking about it over like the last week or so and it was just like wait what what makes that so un, like unnerving and yeah, creepy is it because spider-gwen is a woman it's, it's like I, I i was very curious I, about
1: asking about that i i definitely I definitely think that's part of it because, like, I, I, I don't know, like the idea of like a like a power dynamic, where like a man obviously holds some amount of power over a woman, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you something that you need, but you have to get on your knees. I think in any any circumstance is like, like it it gives you the icks. You know
0: what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's also bad because it's Adrian Toomes, who's a creepy fucking old bald dude.
2: This, this is all fair. It's so, just my, my writer's brain <laughs> looking at, like, just one of yeah. the most common villain tropes and going,
0: why is this so, why does it yeah. seem
2: like this is so creepy and unnerving in this? And, like,
0: yeah, it's kind of like, uh, wrong place, wrong time for that line. Kind
2: of fair thing. enough. Fair uh, enough.
0: but she's in, she's in prison for a year. Uh, she only gets a year for all of her spider tactics. They say that, that, that she's lucky that she got off with just a year. Um, uh, uh, during that year, she turns down an opportunity to be on a shield strike team with like Logan and all that because she doesn't want to use her powers for government use. Cause you know, fuck the government based, based. um, we're, we're, <laughs> we're <the> government <laughs> so, uh, blood fuck uh guys. yeah. So she gets a. What is this? Yeah. We're the, we're the good, yeah, <laughs> us, am I right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Gwen like, uh, she gets out of prison and she helps her dad, who's like recovering from his coma that he was put in by the fucking Rhino um, and the comic ends with her deciding to like potentially pick up being Spider-Man again uh, now that the city loves her because the city uh, loves her now they have a Spider-Gwen merch and shit which furthers my uh, point that I was making earlier which is why would they f- why did they feel the need to find her guilty and throw in a bunch of weird prison shit for what purpose it serves no purpose it's the worst part of the book
1: but uh, it's
0: it's because
1: spider people have to suffer. Yes, that's, that's true. But uh, and,
0: but here's the thing: people think that. Gwen. But the thing is, like Gwen suffered quite enough in this story. Nope, like uh, uh, she's also yeah. harnesses the power of the symbiote, so she can just use that casually now. Uh, which it is wasn't cruel. enough, Tyler. Uh, make her but... suffer
2: more. Go and write more Spider Gwen comics. Ex- yeah, it wasn't enough. Exactly. Spider Man exactly. is only Spider Man when he's uh,
0: traumatized. Exactly. But that's the end of the, like, ma- the, the first run of Spider-Gwen. It's an incredible book. I love everything about it because it finally helped me kind of understand what makes Spider-Man so great. Like, that kind of perseverance and, like, that willingness to keep moving forward in the face of adversity and, like, the struggle of dealing with, like, all this power and all this responsibility. Because I kind of, like, feel closer to Gwen than I do to Peter Parker because you know Gwen is like she's somebody who doesn't have she doesn't know where her place is in the world and she's not like she's not like a tech genius or anything her web shooters were gifts from uh the wasp um so like she's not like some sort of like really like uh really skilled scientist or anything like she's just like i've mentioned before she's just basically just a burnout with a band um and she kind of is just looking for guidance and you know there's not a whole lot of people who can give it to her So she kind of has to figure things out on her own. Um, Her, her uncle Ben, um, her uncle Ben is uh, her uncle Ben's story is the Peter is Peter dying. And I feel like a close friend dying is like more impactful to me than uh, uncle Ben dying. Uh, That's just like a personal thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's spider one is just really good. This like first run is, is amazing. I don't think my, retelling of it even really does it justice for how good it is you should absolutely pick it up um even if you were spoiled by this the book is like 10 times better than even I described um and it really it's uh it's an amazing story uh, like it's an amazing spider story because it, you know it has all the all the things that people want from a spider-man story but with Gwen Stacy in the lead role and I think that that's pretty cool fucking cool. Pretty fucking gamer. Oh wait, no.
2: Gamer is racist now.
0: That's right. <laughs> any 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 questions?
2: Dull, honestly, like, my, big, my biggest question that was like something that I kept in the back of my mind was about that that prison scene. Because last time we talked about this, it didn't really make me go, huh? But the more I thought about it, it was just, that, just thinking about, like, movie show and book villain tropes. I feel like the I'll help you if you get on your hands and knees and beg. It's like, one of the biggest tropes out there. So it genuinely made me just go,
1: Huh? Can I I ask you something, Nick, really quick? Imagine this same scene, right? It's Adrian Toomes, this, like, big, bald weirdo. But instead of Gwen in prison, it's Peter. Peter is in, like, the prison jumpsuit, and, like, they're very clearly in a prison, and, and, uh, the vulture's like, I'll help you if you get on your knees. Is it still weird? Personally for me,
2: I like oh. I haven't read it, so I think well, it's personally, weird. Personally <laughs> for me because I haven't read it, it just seems like a very villain thing and it's weird in the sense of being a normal person looking at it, but in the sense of like a big bad villain in a story, I feel like it's fairly run of the mill type thing.
0: There's also like really like weird lines with the context where it's like and thanks to you, uh, this is the vulture doc, he says, thanks to you, I'm in here where I have your gratitude, and should the mood suit me, your humiliation.
2: Okay, see, that, yeah, gives, that like, gives a little bit I more like context. That. Like, this is setting sets him up to be just, yeah. like, a creepy weird, grotesque villain.
0: Yeah, he's a creepy fucking weirdo, and it doesn't go anywhere. It's not like she beats his ass or anything, like, she just kind of chills around the prison until she leaves, that, that's, and it's just like... That's
2: another thing. It's like, nothing happens from it where she doesn't get her revenge and put the Vulture on his knees, then that type, type of line does become a lot more like, uh.
3: There's,
0: yeah, it's just, re- like, this whole prison section is just really uncomfortable, and it feels like it doesn't need to be there, because I think it's just, you know, I think it's it's not the reward that I think Gwen should get after all the shit she goes through. I think that she should get to be like, found not guilty and get to spend, like, some time being treated uh as, like, the hero who you know stopped all this fucking insane shit with the kingpin, you know. And
2: it's understandable, like, understandable. No, I, I, yeah. I think
0: I agree. With like that. I know spider people are supposed to suffer. No,
2: no. But I, I think I agree more. Like learning a bit more about the context around it and how there's no satisfying conclusion because, like, even if that's a big tropey thing, usually afterwards it's followed by something where the the hero or the protagonist beats the ass of the person that said that, and then they're, like, on their knees, and it's like, Yeah, huh, God. and I
0: think that that would make it, that would make it way better. Um, she does get, she does start picking fights in prison, like, later to try and, like, get people off her back, and she loses all of them, and I'm just like, like, okay, like, like, great, more scenes of Gwen getting her ass kicked, and, like, just getting curb stomped by a bunch of random people in prison. Like, why do I want to watch, why do I want to read this?
2: This is just like uh, Marvel Ruins. Not satisfying. Not fun.
0: Oh my fucking god. Don't even That start is off. Tyler's <laughs> favorite series. <laughs> no it is. I fucking hate Marvel Ruins. I'm gonna hack
2: ruins. our own Twitter Don't and even... I'm gonna post I'm, on there. I'm, <laughs> I'm so Marvel sad.
0: Ruins
3: is
2: I'm s- favorite.
0: I'm so sad too because that discussion of Marvel Ruins got cut from the last episode. Um, Marvel Ruins is a fucking shit comic that keeps trying to make you sad and it's it's shit. It's garbage. the fuck do you Terry want me to Kong? try to make something instead about... of reading Marvel do you want to... Ruins?
2: Do you want to try...
0: Instead, oh you yeah, should, you um... totally could. Just just clip the part of me saying, "Are you having fun yet?" <laughs> oh, well, wait. What if Tyler? What if you do Marvel Ruins for one of these
1: episodes? I could oh, an it. On that, that, that would mean I'd have to read Marvel Ruins. Like <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so it's like something, like I kind of. Agree. I'll put that in the background. I really, I really liked our
2: our Marvel Marvel Ruins. Uh, like brief discussion even if it wasn't like the initial topic. Yeah. It's just kinda of fun to explore. We just like clip that together and release it somewhere. Make it a make it a mini like uh short form content thing. Maybe explore doing that with some of our like yeah.
1: side topics and shit. We should. Maybe episode yeah. whatever point five. <laughs> whatever point yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Episode 19.5, uh, I think. Episode whatever, point five. Yeah, nineteen point five oh, shit. Tyler gets to talk about Spider Gwen, but mm-hmm. now it's time for him to not be happy.
2: I anymore. think this is wait, I might be wrong. No, I think that might be eighteen. Our next episode will be episode twenty, I believe.
0: Yeah, we can call it we can call it uh, Tyler got to talk about Spider Gwen, who he absolutely loves. Now it's time to make him sad. Here's Marvel Rose.
1: <laughs> God, uh, what a bad guys. Guys, should we tease our next episode? We're we're all gonna start like like a series. Should we? Like, oh, this is gonna on? be oh, like yeah. a like a trio. We are be a little nerdy nerdy uh, trilogy,
2: right? We got going on. All right.
1: Uh, so, as you guys know, I did the Star Wars prequels. I'm gonna follow that stuff up. There you go. That's what you need to know. All
0: right. All right. Oh yeah, original trilogy, baby. Tyler, do you want to? He's reviewing the entire Clone Wars. Show.
1: <laughs> I've thought about it. I did yeah, think guys, about it. it.
0: It does slap, but no, it's the original trilogy.
2: I can't. What wait. about what about you, Tyler? Uh, Are
0: you gonna? Do you want to give a little?
2: What do you want give a little insight? What am in- I doing? Yeah, you want to want to tease the audience? Uh
0: well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am doing a three. A it has to be <laughs> three part. After all this, I uh. A three part <laughs> dissection of the persona timeline. So the timeline of the Persona games. Uh there's a lot. If you think my me rambling about Spider Gwen seemed like info dumpy, uh just wait. Uh, and also just know that I have way more notes about that, so it'll feel way less like I'm just rambling out my ass. So I'll also
2: try to interject with funny memes, don't worry.
0: Funny memes in comedy. I have some jokes written in there. Um, anyway. Honestly,
2: like I do not I don't I don't think this is too spoiler to say, but uh, Tyler was actually kind of like with with his persona uh, timeline shenanigans is kind of what kickstarted this all and it's funny that like the first episode of this kind of trio of episodes that'll be coming out lands on the twentieth episode.
0: Hope we make this good. In case in case you're wondering, uh uh it was supposed to be one time. <laughs> it is now. <laughs>
3: Uh I guess
2: that leaves me um I haven't talked about it a whole lot on here. We'll, uh hide away my some of my uh more obscure passions. Uh but I'm going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts because it's a video game series that I quite literally grew up with. The the first one is was my first ever video game. And throughout the years there've been some things that happened that did some of the games dirty and we're we're going to talk about that among other things.
3: So yeah.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. It's going to it's going to it's going to get crazy. If you think these Spider-Man episodes were crazy, uh with us talking about our passions about Spider-Man so intently. Just wait.
2: Just wait. It'll we'll be it'll be hopefully we'll we'll make some of these these some of the best episodes yet because these are all things that we we all really enjoy clearly like these things, especially Tyler with his persona love like I'm looking forward to these. And I hope you guys all are too.
0: <laughs> man, this this fucking timeline, just you fucking wait. Tyler, you like persona? Oh, I didn't guys. even realize that. Yeah, you would have never guessed. I know. Next thing you next thing you know I might say I like Spider Gwen. Fucking yeah. out of nowhere shit, right? So we're gonna talk about um
2: about WWE, right?
0: <laughs> oh gee, man, yeah. <laughs> God, did you guys know I like that? I this. This, is, this is wild, what? guys.
2: We're learning new things. News to me, right? <laughs> yeah. But, if that's everything, I think that'll be everything.
1: I believe it is, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have been Nick.
0: I've been D. have been your local Gwenthusiast, Gwen Tyler. And this
2: has been the Government
0: Love Bot. Oh, yeah.
1: Bye. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye. Don't forget off the
3: government. Love, love bot.